We've got the Capitals hosting the AIS. It's been a rough beginning of the season for the AIS. They're currently sitting at 0-4. They are in a world of hurt with regard to players being out injured. Uh, so, not, understandably, it's been a slow start for them. I've got here with me Michelle Hocking. She's just been uh, chatting away with the coaches. We might jump straight into those interviews now. She spoke with Phil Brown. Yes. First up. Night against Bulleen. Um, how did the girls pull up after that? Yeah, I think they were doing pretty well. A little bit of soreness, uh, which is expected there, but we practiced this morning for about an hour and a quarter and uh, got through a little bit of work and had a bit of a recovery, so I think we'll be, we'll be set to go today. Great. And the AIS Canberra derbies are always pretty intense. We get a pretty big uh, AIS contingent out here supporting you guys. It'd be a new experience for a lot of these girls. Yeah, look, um, you know, we've got some of our older players returning from injury, so uh, we've got a little bit of seniority there uh, on the floor, but for the most of the girls, this is their first, uh, you know, week three of WNBL, and so it's still a bit of a steep learning curve for them, and getting used to playing in front of a crowd, and, uh, you know, and obviously the physicality and the speed of the WNBL game is all new to them, but it's all good experience for them, and uh, I think each week we're, we're getting a little bit better. Certainly last night there were some nice patches of play um, from the group, but as you said, there is that inexperience, and particularly decision-making at the pace of WNBL. Is that something that at training you try to reinforce? How do you address yeah. those kind of issues? Yeah, look, it's, it's one of the big challenges for young players is, is to learn to uh, play at that tempo, as you say, and learn how to handle the physicality and play through physical contact. And the, and, and the big challenge is to try and replicate that in uh, uh, WNBL environment at practice. And so, because we don't have senior players, we have to rely on our second-year players and, and make sure that everything we do is, is as close as we can get it to WNBL type of tempo and physicality. And so, again, that's a real steep learning curve because mental and physical fatigue comes into it with young players because they tire out very quickly. Um, but it's also just developing really good habits uh, as we, so everything we do is, is done in a stance, it's done ex quickly, it's done, you know, as I say, with that WNBL tempo in mind. And uh, just in terms of tonight, this afternoon's game, uh, what are the key matchups or what are the areas that you really want the girls to focus on? Look, I think the key matchups for us, this is a little bit different group uh, in terms of the speed on the perimeter. Um, and so where Bulleen had a lot uh, more size on the perimeter, I think we're, we're dealing with more speed today. So um, I think one of the big matchups uh, in, the, in the starting group will be uh, uh, Tess Madgen on, on Bibby. So we're hoping we are with a taller. Uh, player with a, lot, a bigger hand on Bibby, we can try and, uh, you know, well, I don't think we can neutralise it, but hopefully we can slow Jess down a little bit. Um, obviously, inside, Tolo's going to be a handful. Um, so, you know, our bigs, are, our young bigs are only 16 years old. We'll have their handful there, but um, you know, I think they're getting used to the physicality and, uh, you know, their footwork's getting a bit better each week. So, I, I think, and obviously, you know, Karen Harrington and Nat Hurst, will, I'm sure, will have a, a pretty interesting physical contest there as well. Okay, thanks. Looking forward to it. Okay, thanks, Michelle. Graffy, first game at Tuggeranong. I'm certain that you are after a win today. Yeah, look, I mean, we're always about wins. You know, it's about two things. It's about our process and it's about getting wins on the way. So, I mean, for us, this is we've got to guarantee the win and, and work on some things we need to work on leading into next weekend. You've got Carly Wilson out. I assume that she's still having some problems with her back. Yeah, look, and precaution, really. Look, she could probably play, but it's not worth the risk. Another couple of days to get her right for a double weekend. Tracy Beattie's similar, we'll probably limit her minutes a bit and not overdo her, her injury. So, 
you know, we're, we're light on for, for numbers, but just, you know, we've got to deal with the injuries. And it's a good opportunity for some of the younger players and some of our bench players to get some minutes and, and so show us what they've got. And I, as you said, some of your bench players, we've got, I think, Nikki Graham coming into the group and um, Katie Rose is back in camp, which is good to see, and Nicole R- Romeo. Um, can you give us a little bit of information about those girls? Yeah, look, I mean, Romeo had played college ball in the state. She's an SA junior and she's got some talent. You know, she's, she's given Natty Hurst a run for her money at some practices. You know, she's got a lot to learn, but she's a competitor. She's got a hell of a three-point shot and uh, a lot of room to grow. So she's a really good addition to our group. Katie Rose has just got, you know, she's a junkyard dog. She's got basketball smarts, and when she gets in shape, you know, she's been around for a long time, but she's still only 22, and I think she's probably got the, the head and the maturity now to give basketball a good crack. And Nikki Graham's been in Canberra for the last few years. She's a physio and been on our, our training squad the last couple of years and played for the Canberra Nationals. And nice athlete, good kid, works hard, and she's a, a nice contributor as well. And so focus for tonight's game, AIS Canberra, always intense uh, cross-town derbies I guess what's the key for you guys tonight well it's about possession you know we haven't we haven't done a great job in rebounding and yeah we're a little bit undersized we've got to find a way to rebound as a smaller group and that's a big focus for us tonight and and our pressure defense you know we've got to stick to the things that we're good at and you know our, our offense comes from our defense and you've got to win possession to to get things rolling so they're our two two key areas tonight good luck for the game thanks mate well some uh, telling interviews there how are you this evening, Michelle? I'm um, well, thanks, Simon. I'm looking forward to the first home game at Tuggeranong. I love being out here and the atmosphere is great and uh, good to see, you know, it's a strange time for a home game for Canberra, 5 o'clock on a Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Um, but, you know, that gives the AIS a little time to recover, I guess, from their game last night. So it'll be interesting to see how many we get into the stadium, but it's looking pretty reasonable sort of crowd already and I'm sure that, um, you know, the Capitals are on a 24-game winning streak at this stadium so I'm certain that they will be very focused this evening on making sure that uh, they walk away with another W. It's a bit of pressure on them really isn't there? They, I mean they're the, they're the reigning WNBL champions they've had a uh, one like seemingly every team in the league this season they've been uh, riddled with a few injury dramas um, the, the most notable obviously is Abby Bishop and, and how much they lose as a team with her not being there. Uh, Graffy was talking about the rebounding in that interview Absolutely, there. yeah. You know, possession game, as Graffy said, is so important to the Capitals. And, you know, Abby Bishop is just an absolute monster on the boards. And you take her out of the group. And I guess it's something that, you know, the girls have probably for the last season or two with Abby in the group have been able to get away with those little misses in terms of not getting the box out every time or not contesting or reading where the board's coming because they know that they've got Abby and they've got uh, Tracy Beatty and Sorrentolo in there as well. So, you know, they haven't really had... They've been... I guess she's compensated in some ways for what might have been, you know, just some fundamental misses that they get away with. So that's been a big adjustment for Canberra to make. And, uh, you know, her possession game, as Graffy says, those boards just get... Canberra into their transition game and we all know what Canberra's like when they can get their transition game. You get Hurst and Bibby and Abrams and uh, you know when uh, Muscle White now um, Cozier was out running those lanes it was pretty difficult to stop a Canberra Capitals transition momentum game so um, that's something that's been a real adjustment for them to make in this first couple of weeks of the season. Definitely. Uh, You mentioned that backcourt but that's, that's one thing definitely 
still in the favour of the Capitals is they've got a hell of a backcourt. Oh, look, they've got an awesome backcourt. I mean, tonight we don't have Carly Wilson playing and, um, like, I include her in the backcourt because she can yeah. play from the two spot through to the four spot for you. And, uh, you know, put her with Hurst, who had an outstanding Opal series. Bibby, who was in the Opal squad again. And, you know, just gives you that incredible dynamite. I don't think, you know, Kelly Abrams, she's a fantastic uh, uh, guard in this league. And I don't think... She always starts slowly, yeah, Kelly, yeah. in the season. She always starts slowly. And I think she started to get a little bit of uh, form happening last week. So, you know, absolutely dynamite backcourt that the Capitals have, which will really be a struggle for this young inexperienced AIS team and uh, particularly I think in terms of the defensive pressure that we expect Canberra to yeah. apply in the backcourt we heard Phil Browd talking about how the um, inexperience uh, really takes its toll in, in the sort of physical pressure tempo game that is the WNBL and particularly the type of defence that Carrie Graff coaches Well we saw it last night when we uh, watched the AIS bullying game one area the AOS really struggled was the, just the distribution of the ball and that, that's part of that you know, young, inexperienced backcourt and uh, I think that's, that's an area today where the Capitals should absolutely dominate throughout the entire game And you're right because you know, Tom Maher coaches a very similar defensive style so what yeah. we saw from Bulleen last night you'd expect the Canberra Capitals to be replicating out on the floor tonight and I think you're right, the guards struggle to distribute the ball but the other area of weakness is that the reactions of uh, the other players in terms of, you know, when someone's out denying the lanes, reading that and getting sharp back cuts or setting yeah. up screens for each other, just that recognition and decision making under the pace and physical nature of the National League, which is new to these girls, is where they, um, they struggled. Okay, well, the starters are out on the floor for the AIS. We've got Koenig, Harrington, we've got Taylor Roberts out there as well, and Brie Farley, I think. Is Tess Magden over there? Yep, that's Tess, yes. <laughs> For the Institute, we've got Hurst, Abrams, Tolo, uh, Hannah Bali, and of course Jess Bibby, who has the ball now, goes baseline to Bali. She kicks it further along the baseline to Kel Abrams, who drives in kisses two off the glass and a great start for the Caps. Yeah, and nice positive start from Kelly Abrams. So that's good to see. Good penetration as we see uh, the AIS bringing the ball down the floor. Koenig now with the ball for the Institute. She swings it left. Over to the right. She gets the ball back. Just a little pop-up jump shot. No good. Ooh. The stacks on there. Koenig just out of control. They ran into Kel Abrams, but... Uh, Abrams, the veteran, just, just sort of bounced off a lot. <laughs> that's awful. right. And that's interesting. That's <laughs> Koenig's got her first foul in the first 30 seconds of the game and yeah. we saw last night that foul she trouble. fouled out. So hopefully not again tonight because they need limited experience that she has in the WNBL. They need from her. Definitely. She's one of their senior players. Caps with the ball in offense again. Bibby from the 45. Puts up the shot. No good for Hannah Barley with the rebound. She gets it back to Natty Hurst. Swings it right to Tolo. Back left to Hurst into the low post for Bowley. She goes centre. Nice move. Nice move. Making the most of an opportunity, you know, getting to start. Spent a lot of time on the bench for Canberra last season. Definitely didn't see much of her, yeah. Yeah, some injuries. She's getting an opportunity to start. Good to see. Here's some of that pressure. Karen Harrington uh, getting some of the Natty Hurst defensive love there. A little bit of trouble getting it over the ball, but it's in their offensive set now. Kel Abrams, uh, there's some more offensive pressure. Forces a turnover. Almost. Ooh, a bit of a collision of bodies there. Nat Hurst went to the floor, but it ended up in Tolo's hands, and she gives it back to 
Kel Abrams who slows things down at the top of the three-point arc. She goes right, drives past a couple of defenders but pulls it back out. Over to Bibby at the centre now. Natty Hurst cuts baseline, looking for the ball. Eventually gets it. Two on the shot clock. Hurst puts it up a bit late, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Just not quite um, aware of the clock there. No, and I think, uh, you know, Canberra just uh, needs to be a little bit more aware of what's happening on the shot clock there. They were just a little disorganised offensively, sorry. Nine. Oh, wow, Alice Koenig thought she was going coast to coast there, but the long arms of Mariana Tolo just put that shot away. Yeah, Tolo now, sorry. Good to see her going really hard and aggressive to the basket, though. So, as a three-second violation has been called on Hannah Bowie, making a nice, strong post-up, but... Uh, just took a little too long in there. Bit of a... It's quite loud in here this <laughs> afternoon. I think the refs just didn't hear the uh, the substitution siren. Alice Koenig coming off. Phil Brown's going to have a chat. He's pointing down to where she uh, fouled Kel Abrams, so he'll just be trying to get her head screwed on right again. Tess Madden with the ball drives left. Great Tolo drive. Block. Tolo again <laughs> waiting there for the shot, but blue pass Kel Abrams that was nice Seacamp with the ball for the Institute now she drives left same spot gets it into Taylor Roberts oh I think Taylor was surprised to get the ball there it was a lovely pass really penetrated hard uh, you know and Roberts stepped into the hole that was created by uh, Seacamp drawing the, the big player she's to got itself. the impression she didn't really expect it and all That's of a right. sudden had the ball in her hand and put up a, a bit of a uh, agricultural shot there oh Tolo gets a hand in the passing lane and knocks the ball through to Nathurst She's now in transition for the Capitals. Kicks it over to Abrams, wide open on the baseline. Shot doesn't drop. Madgen with the rebound. She goes coast to coast. Natty Hurst stops her in her tracks, but she pulled up nicely and was able to get the shot off. Knocked oh, down the two. That's just oh, lazy wow. Seacamp came in with a. Just got the pass to Abrams. Really lazy. Just too simple pass there from Tolo. So AIS have got the ball. She missed the layup, but they've got control again. Koenig now on the baseline, drives in, wraps the ball around to Carrington, her shot doesn't drop, she chases down her own rebound. And Carrie Graff will be really disappointed with the number of offensive boards that the AIS are getting, amongst other things. There you go, Tess Magnum just drives to about five feet below the free throw line and makes oh, the two, pass. but that's that transition we talked about in three seconds after that basket was made, Natty Hurst has dribbled up the court, flicked it through to Kel Abrams. She makes a layup. Look again, up. again, more transition. It's come down and, and there's been a foul call this time. Look, it's really, um, I think Carrie Graff in particular will be really disappointed about two things. And that is, the, firstly, the possession game, which is an area of focus. Canberra are not doing a good job of keeping the AIS off the boards. They've probably got three or four offensive boards early in this game. And the second thing is that they are just giving up too much middle penetration. Time and time again, the AIS have just penetrated the ball and then found the open player by, create, by drawing the help defence. So a couple of uh, fundamental issues for Canberra to respond to. So six plays five now. Capitals with some work to do. They've looked deadly in, in some of their offensive sets, but as you said, Michelle, some defense is letting them down. Little inbound, a oh, little left-hand entry pass to Tolo there. She steps into the key, makes makes the two, and she'll go to the line. 
to shoot the bonus, the foul on Magden, no, sorry, on Alice Koenig, and that's her second. Mm. Only four minutes into the game. Tolo will go to the line. I mean, you know, that's an area of focus that probably the Capitals want to do is to get the ball into Tolo Definitely. and let her, you know, grind away and, uh, you know, get the ball inside, kick it back outside, and, you know, the opportunities will start to come. Katie Rose is stepping onto the floor for Hannah Bally. Yeah, Tolo, uh, you know, she's used to sort of having Abby Bishop there to, to help her out in that low spot. Ooh, Good penetration again. Yeah, that was a great drive there from Nadine Payne. She, uh, we saw that bit of that last night against Bulleen. They're not, not uh, backward in going forward, which is good to see for the 16-year-olds. So, taking them on. She got the foul there. I'm not sure who that foul was blown on, but she misses the first free throw. And the second rattles around and eventually drops in. So, eight plays six with uh, six minutes left in the game. Oh, Chantella Pereira came on in that substitution for as Jess well Bibby. for Jess Bibby. So, Pereira now with the ball, 45, left-hand side, outside the three-point arc. Gets Again. it into Tolo. Dan just waited for the screen and the and the, dro- the cut there from Tolo. Yeah, just good patient execution of their offensive set. They knew exactly what they wanted to do and just let it happen. Madeline Taylor with the ball. She flicks it over to Payne. Payne drives in, has to pull up. Katie Rose, good D there. Bree Farley, her second game back in the season. Gets it over to Harrington, drives baseline. Nice little nice. shunt inside and gets the shot. Yeah, look, as the AIS look really good when they're being aggressive and putting the ball on the floor. So if they continue to stay positive like that, they will get some really great scoring opportunities. Yeah, another foul committed there. I think Taylor the, Roberts. Yeah. Yep. Tolo's really a focused offensively for Canberra. She's, uh, you know, she's got that versatility. She can step into the paint and just sort of post it up and grind away. But she can also pull out to the corner or pull out to the foul line and, you know, face up, receive the ball, knock down the little open jumpy, or she can also put it on the floor and penetrate from that position. Nat Hurst with the ball at the top of the key. Gets it left to Pereira. She drives to the free throw line. Kicks it off to Abrams. Drew a whole lot of defence there. Back out to Pereira. She's now outside the arc and knocks down the three. Yeah. Good vision from Kelly Abrams. Penetrated hard and found Pereira open in the corner. And uh, fortunately, she knocked that down. Bree Farley bringing the ball up to the shoot. She kicks it over to Payne. Payne. Ooh, Good read wow. from Nat Hurst. Nat sort of coming over there as a backup uh, defensively, but ended up getting the ball. It was a bit of a wild pass from Payne. She takes it coast to coast, drives in. Gets fouled in the low post on the left-hand side by, I think that was 13. Yep, that's Alex Bunton. So, timeout being called by Coach Brown. The uh, score at the moment is 14-8 to eight in favour of the Capitals. The... Um, yeah, a bit of a shaky start for the Caps, but uh, you've got to be thinking that there'll be a um, 
it's going to be a, a bit of a game of attrition and you'd see the Capitals winning that one. Well, I think, you know, yeah, the Capitals weren't, weren't good to start. You know, they clearly just did not um, have any sort of possession game uh, focus, which is what something that they struggled with for the first couple of weeks of this season. So Carrie Grab would be particularly disappointed about that. I guess, too, you know, like, it's a different look starting group, so they're probably not used to playing with each other. Um, you know, yeah, you do have... You know, you train with different mixes and stuff, but getting out on the floor and what have you is different. Um, and, you know, I mean, the AIS was smart. They came out and they got aggressively after the boards and they also looked to be aggressive offensively and, and push the ball, you know, in push the ball inside on the dribble penetration and, and Canberra failed to contain that early on. So they've made some adjustments. They've... Um, you know, picked up their defensive pressure and uh, refocused and that's given them what is a six-point sleep because at one point there they weren't looking like they were... Um, yeah, it was 6-5 there yeah, for a while. Right. Looking uh, a bit shaky. But, but, you know, six points against the AIS, they've just got so much super talent that at any point if they've managed to put some stuff together, they can score very quickly. We saw it last night. They hit, hit a lot of threes in a, in a hurry in that third quarter. That's right. Natty Hurst with the ball now for the Caps. Gets it into Pereira. She drives to that free throw shot again. Bit of a wild pass, but Solo pulled it in somehow and puts away the shot. She's really making a big impact on this game in the last couple of minutes, Tolo. Well, Tolo's definitely athletic, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. She's, she's got a great uh, first step when she drives as well. Brie Farley just moves the ball around, puts up the jump shot. Great rebound Offensive there from board. Nadine Payne. She gets her own rebound, misses the shot, but gets the board. Kicks it back out to Farley. She wants to slow things down. Kicks it through. That's Madeline Taylor there with the ball. Better defence from Canberra. Yeah, they're really making the AOS earn any look at the basket. Madeline Taylor drives. Pereira defended a well, forced her to pull up. Shot no good. Hurst to Bibby in transition. Bibby pulls up for a three. It's no good, but it's going to be Pereira who comes around with a long bounding rebound. She gives it back to Natty Hurst who settles things down. Gets the Capitals back into some offensive flow. Moves it through. She's looking to hit Tolo, but Tolo getting a lot of attention. Again. Goes through. Jess Vivi at the left-hand side, then to Tolo, and the easy layup. Look, just smart ball movement from Canberra. Hurst could see that Tolo was free, but she had the poor angle. Shift the ball to the 45 and get Tolo diving, diving to the lane. Good execution again offensively. But these offensive boards that um, the AIS are picking up are really disappointing from a Canberra perspective. Farley over to Payne. Payne drives into the middle of the key. Puts the shot up. It's no good. Oh, Bunton almost pulled that rebound down but uh, couldn't grab hold of it. It was Pereira who ended up with possession and she was fouled. The AOS student just trying to slow down that, uh, that transition which is really hurting them. Nicole Romeo has come on give Natalie Hurst a breather and Katie Rose back on. So we've got Rose, Pereira, Bibby Romeo and Tolo mm. on for the Capitals. It's good to see Alex Bunton, the Canberra junior, out there playing for the AIS. She was, uh, as I understand it, brought into the AIS squad because they had some injuries worries and she's there on what they call, it, I guess, a temporary scholarship or a, a walk-in scholarship. Guest appearance. Guest appearance. <laughs> so she's there for a few months while some of the um, well, full scholarship holds. She was great and she, um, as I understand, she was injured early in the year um, and has only been back at full training for three or four weeks. So that's great to see Canberra junior doing that as a Canberra wow. force a turnover in the backcourt and Tolo yep. finishes off. She's racking up the points. Pereira uh, knocked down the two free throws and then Tolo just got a hand in the... Oh, wow. 
Toller got a hand in the passing lane and was able to knock the ball free and then get a layup then. Then uh, the, the defence from the Capitals just forcing the AIS into a, a uh, over and back violation. That's right. And Canberra's now gone on, I think, about an eight-zip run. So just Bibby's shot, no good. But Pereira again runs down the rebound. Mm. It's a thing with Bibby. If she misses, she tends to miss off the back of the iron and they, they tend to fly out. Oh, wow. bit of contact in there as that ball goes into Tolo and it's going to be Bunton for the shoot who picks up, I think, her second maybe. No, only a first, so that's that's a good sign. So, yeah, as you mentioned, Michelle, the Capitals on a run, 22 to 8 at the moment. Tolo on the line to shoot two. Misses the first. It's been a tough night for the, um, tough weekend, sorry, for the AIS Bigs, you know, up against... Bulleen last night with Penaluma and Cambridge and then you've got another Opal in the Tolo here and then I don't know that we will see Tracy Beattie at all but um, you know six foot seven Tracy yeah. Beattie so uh, big ask six foot oh my god <laughs> we might see an even bigger uh, player when the mid-November we'll see the Logan Thunder roll down to Canberra and uh, I know this uh, this basketball fan is certainly hoping to see Margot Didak in action AIS now with the ball in offence. Tess Madgen driving. Almost went coast to coast. Pulled it up, kicked it out. Taylor. Madgen goes inside and she's fouled. Yeah, smart move from Magden. We've seen Tolo sit on, go to the bench and Bowley's come in. So uh, she's, you know, just faced up uh, against Bowley on the post. Just, uh, you know, nice fake crossover move and uh, go hard to the basket. And she's put herself on the line, which is a nice, easy way to get two points. Two minutes 20 left in this first quarter as Madgen knocks down the first free throw. And Ice is the second as well. So 23 plays 10. Inbounder from Katie Rose up to Jess Bibby. There's that transition again. Romeo gets to the free throw line. It travels. Called for travel, okay. She made the basket. We thought the whistle might have been called for a foul there, but the call is travel. So good defensive pressure from the Institute to force the mistake. Ooh, almost another over and back there as Romeo forces Harrington to a world. There's Madgen on that drive again. Strong drive left. Changed the ball to a right hand there and was able to get the, the shot off nicely. So that's some of the stuff we need to, needed to see, I think, last night in the bullying game. But uh, obviously Madgen having a better game tonight. Bowling in the low post for the Capitals. Taylor Jansen has slipped on at uh, one, of those <laughs> one of those breaks and the thing that her pass is picked off by the AIS defence. But she returns the favour, gets a steal at half court. Oh, Nicole Romeo got a hand in, but it's come Table back. Table tennis out there, isn't it? sure it? <laughs> is. Comes back into Harrington's hands. She's kicked it over to Gillian Horton for the Institute. Madeline Taylor drives. Oh, gets a wild pass into Roberts. Roberts almost hung onto it, but just no good in the end. But Romeo with a turnover. It's interesting, isn't it, Simon? It's, uh, you know, you can see the two groups are out on the floor are um, probably not you. Not their A-teams. Not their A-teams, and there's a lot of errors being made and, uh, you know, not a lot of control or tempo or poise being taken in the game. When you get into a situation like that where the ball's batting backwards and forwards between teams, at some point you want someone with a little bit of nouse to just get the ball, put it under their arm and say, come on girls, let's just settle down here. Let's get ourselves down the floor, get ourselves into an offensive set. 
hold possession for the 24 second shot clock and, and get a good offensive uh, uh, shot at it if you like but um, you know I think that showed the inexperience of the two groups that are out on the floor with the exception of course of Jess Bibby but we know that she's not one to wait for the shot clock to wind down so definitely not <laughs> yeah I think you're right Michelle just a bit of a, a bit of a free for all it's hard work for uh, our first call of the, well my first call of the, the season as well it's all happening for 23 plays 12 there's uh, 1 minute 59 remaining in this quarter Mariana Tolo with 12 points Chantella Pereira with 5 Abrams with 4 for the Institute Tess Madgen has eight points and Karen Harrington with two. And the key stat on the and which is reflected in the scoreboard is the points in the paint. You look at that, that's the Capitals have got sixteen points in the play compared to uh, the AIS's six, so and twelve of them would be those twelve that Tolo. Mariana Polo has. <laughs> so Institute with the baseline ball lobbed out high to Horton. She kicks it back to Taylor. Taylor drives into the keyway, dishes it off. Ends up, we've got a foul off the board. Uh, Three-second call, I three think. Three-second it was on. Claire uh, okay. Stevenson's called a three-second violation. Taylor Roberts just with a three-second violation. But now the AIS, we saw some of this full-court pressure last night against Pauline. Romeo's in a world of trouble down here. She's, oh, yep. Had to throw a blind pass up the sideline to Katie Rose. And uh, her defender was all over her. Rose knocked it out of bounds. Yeah, so good defensive pressure from the AIS. I'm recognising, I guess, that there isn't the uh, usual backcourt on the floor for the um, Canberra Capitals. Definitely. So Harrington goes down baseline to Taylor. She puts up a three-point shot, and it is good. So 23 plays 15. And the AIS get another turnover. Yeah, look, I think Carrie will need to think about getting one of her more experienced guards out on the floor to help with this oh, defensive wow. pressure. Oh, wow. gets the rebound. Taylor puts up a three-point shot. It rattles around. Tess Madgen just walked into the keyway there. Got the offensive board with the layup. And here comes Kel Abrams, the captain, says, uh, yep, we've seen enough. And Nat Hurst. Kel, <laughs> Nat Hurst and Mariana Tolo all come on. Bibby, Romeo and Katie Rose take a breather. The score now at uh, 23 to 17. It'll be 18 now after made, made free throw <laughs> from Tess Madkin. Straight into Tolo on that offensive set. Abrams driving hard at the foul line, pulls up and uh, knocks Steady down. Ship. Slight fade away as we see Kel Abrams often uh, make. Frozen rope style, but <laughs> effective nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> Madgen now swings it to Horton. Horton back to Madgen over to Taylor Roberts in the low post. Just turns and shoots over the top of Hannah Bowley there. Makes the two points. So 25 plays 20 as the, ooh, the uh, buzzer beater. It was a bit after the buzzer. But, wow, a great comeback there for the Institute at quarter time. The Capitals lead the AIS 25-20. to 20. That's right, and it, it was good work from the AIS to come back hard in that uh, later, probably last three minutes, I think it was, of that, that first quarter. We saw where Canberra really put on, I think it was a, almost a 10-point, 10-zip point, 10 point um, scoring spree against the AIS, and it was looking not very positive. Uh, Canberra took the opportunity to put on some of the less experienced players, and the AIS very smart you know, 
picked up their backcourt defensive pressure, forced some errors out of Canberra and did a good job of going inside um, against Bowley who hasn't got the experience or the size of a, um, a Tolo while she was off the floor and uh, you know it took the advantage and, and worked well in that, that regard. So that's some, um, you know, some really positive stuff happening out there for the AIS. Well, at one stage we saw it there. It was a a, uh, a bit of a weak group uh, backcourt-wise for the Capitals. You had uh, Taylor Jansen. Experienced group. I mean, yes. yeah, you know, there's some really um, great talent in in those players that are out on the floor, but they lack the experience, I guess, of your Hursts and Abrams and what have you. So, and they, there was an inexperienced group on the floor. So, what we had was we had basically what, what I'd call four of your benches um, yeah. on the floor with I think it was just. Bibby. Well, what the institute did well was was deny any access to Bibby. That's right, exactly right. So uh, you know, some smart play from the AIS. Good to see them um, come back from what was looking like they were going to get start get run away, but uh, certainly um, you know some good mileage that they got out of those minutes um, and took advantage of it. You got some stats there, Michelle. Anything uh, glaring yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, early days. But, uh, early days, but I'm a, I'm actually surprised. I would have thought it seemed like there were a lot more. Um, offensive, well, if you look at it, the AIS have eight six rebounds, offensive six rebounds. offensive. Of and they're winning the rebound contest, and they're eight rebound, to seven. Yeah, eight to seven. Not a lot in it, but it's in terms of that possession game, you know. Yeah. They're getting another a second shot at it. Uh, you no know, shooting percentages, what are we looking at? 39% from the field for um, the AIS, 67%, and that's largely due to the fact that's Tolo under the basket, Definitely. you know, sitting there. So, uh, Anyway, we're back to the uh, second quarter, and uh, it's a full-strength uh, Capitals lineup back on the floor. Not, no real surprise there. Tess Madgen with the ball for the Institute through to Harrington. She gives it out to Horton. Horton to Madgen at the top of the key. She drives. There's that drive again. We've seen quite a bit of it today. Horton in trouble there. Abrams really defended her well on the baseline. A little bit of a shuffle there as Madgen just tried to do a bit too much. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, and yes, it's a turnover, but she's getting so much good mileage out of her, um, you know, being aggressive and looking to take Absolutely. the ball to the basket. Yep. Bit of pressure there, but broken up by the Abrams-Bibby-Hurst uh, trio there. Ooh, outside, outside the keyway shot there from Tolo didn't drop. Bit of a scrap, bit of a uh, scramble for the ball there. It's going to end up being a Capitals ball on the baseline. <laughs> Flicked it out to Bibby straight away. Ooh, she doesn't make the basket, just rims out. Got Horton in transition. Three on one it ended up yeah. being there in transition for just, the Institute. Just so. purely numbers as we see Canberra back at it. Bibby goes hard. Oh, fouled hard. Takes the bump. And uh, makes the basket. That's that's again. That's the experience. It's just uh, knows how to ride with the ride with the bump, ride with the punches. That's right. And there was a really quick kick, you know, back at um, the AIS with that uh, Canberra transition. So 27 playing 22 as Bibby lines up to shoot free throw. A couple of substitutions from the Institute. Seacamp uh, comes back on. Bibby makes the three-point play. So 28 plays 22. Got Seacamp now bringing the ball up for the Institute under a lot of pressure. Harrington now with Nat Hurst defending her. Doing a great job. They're just Capitals doing a good job of keeping the ball outside the three-point arc. Seward gets it inside to Roberts. She kicks it out to Harrington. Reset to Roberts. 
just not enough on that little turnaround shot. Caps come away in offensive transition. Abrams with the ball to Tolo at the top of the key. She drives in, flicks it up. I think she was fouled before the shot, so she just sort of threw it up there and hoped. No, no luck with the shot, but the foul is on Taylor Roberts, and that is her second. Yeah, I was impressed at the offensive set for the AIS. Taylor Roberts showed a lot of um, poise down in the post there. You know, she got a feed from the, the guard and, uh, you know, she looked at what her options were against Hannah Bowley, you know, kicked it back out and resealed for the feed again. So, and unfortunately the shot didn't drop, but she's showing some real smarts in, yeah. the, in the paint there. So that's good as um, Tolo knocks down that foul shot. So she hits them both. 30 plays 22 now. Horton with the ball, Kel Abrams defending her, she flicks it around the keyway. Oh, Payne reverses it, goes back in on the drive, but she's fouled. Hannah Bowley and Tolo involved in that exchange. We'll see who picks up the foul. It's going to be Bowley. So I think that's her. Bibby with the foul. No, Hannah Bowley, second, um, second personal for her. Uh, the Free throw not being knocked down there. First one for Nadine Payne. Lines up for the second. And it rattles around and falls out into the hands of Bowley. Lovely oh, pass. Just in transition again. And she studied oh. for a few years under the master. Kristen Veal loves the, the full court pass. But that shot just dropping short there. Payne wrestling on the ball, but it's Bibby who comes up with the scraps and... The Capitals will reset their offense outright to Bibby. She drives baseline. Pulled up well from Nadine Payne. Good defense there from her. Flicks it to Bibby. She drives left. Kicks it to Hurst. Hurst then drives in. Eventually kicks back out to Kel Abrams. He's sort of flicking left and right there. And she knocks down the three. So... And as the AIS cocked the ball up in the backcourt again oh, and wow. gives Canberra another go at it. Bowley's the ball at the point out to the right wing into Abrams. Feeds it to Tolo in the post. Kicks it back out to Abrams for another open three. Can't make that one. And the AIS have possession. Payne with the rebound. Harrington with the ball. Brings it into the front court. Tops it to, the, to Payne at the top of the three-point arc. Flips it over to Seacamp. Flicks it back out to Horton. She puts up a big three. It drops no good. And it's Bully again with the rebound. She gets it to Nat Hurst in transition now. Flicks it to Bibby wide open. Bang. Yes, Bibby. Yeah, and that's... Uh, we've got Phil Brown putting, uh, putting a timeout. Just stress call in because the Capitals have uh, you know, gone on a bit of a scoring spree again and kicked the lead out. And I think it's out to a 14-point lead yeah, now. Yeah, 11-2 run so far in this... Yeah quarter for the Caps. And you know and again it's the Canberra transition uh, you know they're getting, uh, being disruptive defensively, yep. picking up some possession out of that and uh, pushing the ball down the floor and one of the things that Canberra has in their transition game is what we saw both Abrams and, and Bibby are able to do is 
you know, they run the floor hard and if they don't have the lane to the bucket, they kick out to those corners for the open three and uh, they're pretty damn reliable from out there. So, um, you know, and with the speed of uh, Hurst and then you've got someone like Tolo who's a big girl and she's quick up and down the yeah. floor and she can, you know, get that second or third phase transition wave and uh, or pick up the scraps off of those open looks. So, you know, very dangerous when they get their running game going. You've got to love four out of five trips down the floor to be uh, in that transition you're talking about and to have a player of the calibre of Jess Vivi just sitting out there yeah. on the three-point line to... to if only I'd had it in my day, Simon. <laughs> if only I'd had it in my day. Oh, well. Fantasy is a wonderful thing. It is. Okay, Alice Koenig back on for the Institute. So we've got Bunsen, Harrington, Bree Farley and Seacamp all on for the Institute. Pereira has come on for the Caps. Bowley, uh, Hurst, Abrams and Tolo. So Canberra looking to extend and uh, not get a repeat of the first quarter with the AIS coming back. Seven minutes remaining in this second quarter. Farley with the ball for the Institute. She flicks it over to Seacamp. Goes right to Alice Koenig. She bit of shake and bake but ooh, I thought Cal Abrams might have got a rough fall there on a on a foul, but the travel was a violation. Good defence, but from Tolo and Abrams, they just shut her down. Kel Abrams brings it into the front court on the left-hand side. Patiently gets it into Tolo. She gets a first step on Bunton and it's all over. Just that's, steps across the key right. and lays it in. And Tolo's so very quick. She is hard to defend and uh, you know, smart feed from Kel Abrams. She went down there and she knew exactly what she wanted to do with the ball. Get it into Tolo. Seacamp to Kunick over to Harrington. Kunick at the top of the key. Back to Seacamp. Just moving it around the outside and Tried the little shake and bake, but travelled, just shuffled that front foot. And it's going to be a Capitals ball again. We see a few more substitutions. Romeo back on for Hurst. And Mickey Graham's coming on for her first minutes for the game. Ah, there you go, Mickey Graham. So good to see what she can do. Romeo with the ball outside the three-point arc on the right-hand side. Having some trouble getting rid of it. Ooh, and... Koenig, third foul, just to reach in there on Bowley, really didn't have any position. That's one thing that Nicole Romeo will learn very quickly is that in this league you cannot pull up your dribble if you're not passing the ball in no, a pursuit. The pressure, the defence will just get up and in straight away. Shot from Pereira is no good. Good rebound there from Taylor Roberts. She kicks it up to Seacamp, who's bringing it into the paint. She drives in the middle of the key, kicks it out to Farley, who's wide open, but the shot doesn't drop. Ooh, a bit of contact there. Nikki Graham goes for a spill, but she's all right. Pereira goes coast to coast it's like a lightning bolt. She's <laughs> so fast. Tolo now with the ball in the post. Just squares it up. Ooh, through the pass to Bowley, but Bowley was gone. Nikki Graham now just in there forward court. Five left on the shot clock. She's looking for some room. Romeo now pulls out, drives, gets a shot off, but it's no good. Pereira almost pulling in that rebound, but... See it again, Michelle. That Caps' offense is just completely stalled. Yeah, they really do struggle. I think to um, get themselves organised. They don't have a what you know, like you don't have a Hurst or an Abrams on the floor who's going to you know organise or a Bibby for that matter. Who's going to organise your half 
half court set and uh, when you know the pressure's up and they get a little bit out of sorts they don't have someone who takes the game by the scruff of the neck if you like and just you know gets everything organised and what have you as we see IAS with the ball goes out to see camp at the point she looks for a short jumper unable to make it and it's going to be a Canberra ball another Canberra player who's doing a, a guest appearance for the Institute Catherine Rendell has come onto the floor number 7 of the Institute so great to see her out there Bowley's come off for the Caps Katie Rose is on Madeline Taylor has come back on for Seacamp for the Institute so Pereira now with the ball for the Caps bringing the ball up for the Caps just fairly stagnant Tolo with the ball she's way outside the, the keyway there Romeo now with it on the left hand side flicks it back to Pereira at the top of the key ball's not going anywhere she drives into a lot of traffic Throws up a prayer. Tolo gets the rebound. Gives them something. But the uh, shot's no good. Taylor Roberts with the rebound. Harrington now in transition. Gets it back to Roberts. Gets it back out to Harrington. Bree Farley's pass is picked off by Katie Rose. But the ball somehow manages to find its way to Madeline Taylor. But she was really forced into a, a Yeah, and she had a big Marietta Tolo hand coming at her as well. So it's a difficult uh, shot to get away. Phil Brown's called timeout. The score at the moment, 38-22. We've been here for about the last two or three minutes. <laughs> uh, there's four minutes 22 left in this second quarter. But, um, yeah, it just seems the Capitals take one, well, two, and definitely when they take three of those guards off the floor in Abrams, Vivian Hurst, their uh, offense just stalling completely. Yeah, and I think it's, uh, it's the same sort of thing that we talk about with the AIS is that you know, we, it's the inexperience yeah. because what happens is the defensive pressure's on them and they don't respond quickly to that and they don't and they fight the pressure rather than going with it. And so what happens is that it takes you out of your sets, the defence disrupts where you are, you get down to a situation where you're really not, you know, into anything and you've only got, you know, ten seconds left on the shot clock, yeah. so people start to panic and to force stuff. And it's really just about that inexperience and learning to go with the pressure and to and to react to the pressure rather than try and fight. It, which is what I Let think that, you, that yeah. that's exactly right, and that's what I think um, is happening with those less inex those less experienced groups out on the floor. Well, um, Coach Graff persisting with the lineup. We've still got Rose, uh, Nikki Graham, well, Romeo, Pereira, and Tolo. Yeah, and you do because you know how Absolutely. else do you learn this stuff? Points up. Yeah. yeah, and how do you learn this stuff unless you get to experience it? Definitely. Oh, Pereira almost picking off the inbound baseline pass. It was meant for Farley, but Pereira able to knock it out of bounds. So Farley's got it just in front of her bench she kicks it out to Madeline Taylor gets it over to Harrington on the right hand side Farley gets it inside to oh who was that that was uh, Catherine Rendell a shot just a little ways off little turnaround jump shot Romeo now gets it to Pereira on the left hand side swings it through Tolo at the top over to Nikki Graham wild pass and, at Nikki's ankles and uh, eventually coughs it up and it's AIS now Harrington drives Taylor with a little drive on the baseline. Tolo just lands the rebound at her waist and says, thanks, I'll have that. Pereira now in transition. Whoa, whirling dervish. Chantella Pereira just going in every direction. Got, got a decent sort of little finger roll down there at the end, but it didn't drop. Harrington now kicks it out to Farley. Her shot, three-point shot, will not drop. Nikki Graham now with the ball. We're seeing more of this... Ping pong again, Michelle. It's just going up and down, up and down. Frantic shots. 
That's right. And I think what the Canberra Capitals should try and do here is uh, Ooh, travel call. Romeo. Romeo. Trying to make her sound more exotic. I don't know. <laughs> it's like I've been looking at it all season going, is it just Romeo? <laughs> <laughs> We've got some subs coming in for the AIS. As we see, Brief Marley taking a rest. And I think that's Taylor is the other one who's... And Rendell, I believe, are all going to the bench for the AIS. Lara Napier has come on for the Institute. Uh, Nadine Payne back on as well. And Magden. Tess Magden now with the ball. She drives again that familiar drive into the keyway. Oh, got a really good look. Just unlucky it rolled around and didn't drop. She loves to give herself a bit of room and just attack that basket. Yeah, she's a real good slasher, you Absolutely. know. Give her the ball, um, create, you know, give her some uh, penetration lanes and let her go to work. And uh, it's been effective. Um, unable to convert that one, but certainly something that she's got in her arsenal. Ooh. Pereira with the ball had it just sort of stripped and knocked away. But nice pass Tolo from came Graham. Nikki Graham with the ball. Hits the cutting Tolo and Tolo scores again to break the drought. So 40 plays 22 now. That neither team scored for about four minutes. But Bunton kicks it out to Magden, who just nails the three down on the baseline in front of her own bench. A player, a teammate's up. And, and it was good vision from Alex Bunton there. She, uh, you know, was under a bit of pressure from Tolo, and she uh, saw Magden down in the corner and was able to kick the ball across to her. And uh, Magden converted it. So that's uh, good vision, good Karen, play from the AIS. Karen Harrington has uh, picked up this little foul there on Pereira. Tolo's off and Bailey is on, so Capitals still working away with the with the B team, which is great to see. Romeo drives baseline, picks up the foul, the shot doesn't drop. But uh, a bit more poise there from Nicole Romeo. She's looking... She's, uh, you know, the first couple of minutes out there, she was looking in all sorts, but she's adjusting nicely. Yeah, and look, uh, as we said, she's getting some time on the floor. She's getting some exposure. She's, you know, getting to settle into it. You know, one of the, I guess, difficulties of being a, a player who's only going to get really limited minutes in a game is that you sometimes put so much pressure on yourself to actually do something special yeah. in that little limited time that you have that what you end up doing is actually making mistakes or what have you. So under too much pressure. Yeah, you put too much pressure on yourself. So she knocked down the first and uh, makes and the second. second. So 42. Capitals leading the AIS 25 with 2 minutes 13 left. Pereira picks up a uh, easy soft turnover in, well picks up an easy steal in the backcourt there for Canberra and uh, converts it and she'll go to the line to make a 3 point play. It's lightning fast, Chantella Pereira. Yes, she <laughs> is really quick. Makes a three-point play, so 45 plays 25 now. 20-point break for the Capitals. Two minutes left in this second quarter. Payne with the ball for the Institute gets it over to Horton. Horton gets it inside to Bunton. She was wrestled for it, managed to get it free. Back out to Horton, kicks it down to Magden. Back inside to Horton under traffic, and she's fouled. I think it's going to go on, yeah, on bowling. Didn't look to be a lot in that, but uh, I found nonetheless her third. Tolo quickly off the bench. Heads back over to uh, give Bailey a break. So 45-25. And a 
and it'll be Gillian Horton on the line for the Institute. Pretty flat clangor of a first free throw there. Just settle herself down, takes a second. Much better shot. Rolls around but doesn't drop. And uh, Nadine Payne just a little overzealous trying to, to get Tolo out of that rebounding contest. That's right. No malice intended, just a little little That's out right. of control. Yeah, just you know, contesting the board hard, which is good to see, but Absolutely. Uh, you know, just wasn't able to pull it off as we see Tolo walk the uh, twenty odd foot to the other end of the floor as um the AIS are in the foul bonus situation, so she makes the free winds up for the second. This will put the Capitals 22 points ahead. Ices them both, so 47 playing 25. Magnum now with the ball for the Institute. Defensive intensity stepped up a Good. bit from Canberra. Payne now gets the ball inside though, drives well. Great size, Nadine Payne just used her body there to, to uh, basically shield the ball and gets a nice little runner off the glass so 47 plays 27 Tolo with the ball at the top of the key goes left to Romeo down to Pereira gets back inside to Tolo Katie Rose cutting and Tolo did well to hit her there shots no good Tolo a couple of volleyball sets there just to make sure she got possession she puts it away again 49 points that's right, and uh, she'd be getting some good stats, Mariana Tolo, <laughs> in this yep, game. she'd be well on the way to a double-double at least. Bunsen now with the ball driving in. Great defence from Katie Rose. Just got a hand up right in front of that pass. Taylor Jansen coming on for Pereira. So the capital starters, with the exception of Tolo, getting some uh, well-earned rest. Horton with the ball now. Ooh. Good recovery from Button. Button. She did well to get it. Ooh, pass from uh, the shot from Lara Napier. That there was a hand on it. It uh, barely made it to the to the keyway. 46 seconds left in this quarter. 49 plays 27. Taylor Jansen with the ball for the Caps. Brings it into the front court. Tess Magden defending her pretty well, but she eventually gets the ball to Tolo. Tolo drives, is fouled, and makes the layup again. Yeah, look, and, and Tolo's really just carving um, the AIS bigs up. She's um, very hard to contain. She's stepping up onto that foul line area, um, just facing up to the basket and just putting, a mo- putting the ball on the floor and making her moves. And... Uh, very difficult for them to contain and a couple of them now will be racking up a few fouls and that makes it even more difficult. 52 points plays 27. So the AIS inbound from the baseline. Magden with the ball. Brings it into the front court. Got Nikki Graham defending her for the Capitals. Magden now swings it to Bunton. Bunton out to Napier. Napier drives, looks to poke it in, but pulls it back out. Oh, wild pass. Mm. Lara Napier think, thinking the Bunton was going to step out and receive that pass, but and no t- go. <laughs> and difficult uh, for her to make that passing angle against a Mariana Tolo, Definitely. who was face guarding her. Very big, long reach. Natty Hurst is back out to uh, coax this lead across the line for half one. Nikki Graham gets fouled, throws up an absolute prayer, but nothing going. 
So half time, 52 plays 27. Shades of uh, the last couple of weeks for the AIS, really starting out well. Last night against against Bulleen, we saw them start out well. The first sort of four or five, six minutes, they were able to to run with Bulleen. But uh, as the game progresses, these teams seem to be able to to break them open. That's the, um, sorry, top scorers for the first half, Mariana Tolo, 25 points. Oh, she's going for a big one. If she, she keeps that right up, she'll be... Six rebounds. A bit of work to do in the rebounding stats in second second half. I thought she would have had more than six it's just quietly. Yeah, but, um, yeah. So she's got 25. Kel Abrams with nine. Pereira with eight. For the Institute, Tess Magden, very handy, 14 points. She's been very good for them. Uh, Nadine Payne with five. And then the next scorer, Madeline Taylor with three. Yeah, and look, I mean, Tolo's clearly having a very large impact on the uh, on the game. She's 25 points, and not only that, you know, just her presence, I guess, in terms of we've seen her create a couple of turnovers just with that long reach and those arms. So when uh, you know she gets out and she gets fingertips to the ball, and the Canberra guards can pick it up and what have you. So there's, um, you know, it is a, a pretty large difference in the score at the half. But we saw last night from the AIS that they. Uh, certainly had some patches where they really came back at Bulleen. They were down by I can't remember exactly what it was at half time but there was a fairly it was large... It the same, it was about, about 25 same, points. That's right, yeah, so you know, there's still um, certainly some legs left in the AIS um, they're young, they're most the ones that are playing I, I think well, are probably fit. They're here um, to learn. <laughs> they're here to learn and they've got absolutely nothing to lose you know, the pressure is on Canberra Everyone is expecting Canberra to beat the AIS and to beat them well. Um, so they really, you know, they have nothing to lose and they'll come out in the second half. And, you know, we know Phil Brown, very experienced coach. He's coached this um, AIS program um, for, I don't know how long, before he went overseas and did four years in the, in the college system in the US and he's come back. So he understands the approach that needs to be taken with young players to develop them and, and get them to uh, keep coming back and uh, you know to um, be able to play from deficits like this and to focus and set goals and, and just chip away and, and learn how to you know translate what they learn from the training track onto the, onto the game and from each game to the next game. So I'm sure there will be some positive things coming out from the AAS at the um, second half. We just got some pretty exciting news coming over the wire. Um particularly for, for Canberra fans and fans of Canberra basketball. Of course, a few months back, everyone was very stoked to see Patrick Mills be drafted in the NBA. But then in his first training session with the Trailblazers, he uh, broke his foot. Just horrible luck for Paddy. And uh, there was a big question mark for a long time about, wow, is it, you know, will the Trailblazers hang on to him? How long will he be out for? And even, even last week, there were questions about him having to basically do something to impress them over the next week or so to, uh, to get that opportunity. We've just had a, a press release come through from Basketball Australia saying that the Trailblazers have signed him. That's fantastic. So uh, he's got his contract and, yep. uh, you know, great job, Paddy Mills. Um, local Canberra kid who's, um, you know, been a great talent, played extremely well um, for the ACT in, in junior championships and, you know, played obviously a great um, contributor to Canberra basketball and Australia basketball in his boomers role and now you know it's a has to be a dream come true for anyone you know playing Completely. the NBA is uh, you know the ultimate I know he was 
you know, keeping his options open, as you say, Simon. Yeah. He was looking at European contracts and what have you because there certainly wasn't anything uh, definite. But that's fantastic. That's great. Well done, Paddy Mills, and well-deserved. Well, there'll be a bunch of... Uh bunch of Canberra supporters going out and buying Trailblazer jerseys now. That's right. I think everyone was waiting until the, the ink was on the paper before they committed <laughs> to supporting Pat, but uh, that's great news. Just having a look at some of the, the games that happened last night. Um, interesting game. That, uh, Perth hosted Adelaide, but it was at Albany. So uh, the WNL... Albany. Albany. Albany, sorry. sorry. Well, <laughs> clearly I'm not from Western Australia. <laughs> uh, but that game went, uh, went fairly close, down to the wire apparently. Adelaide prevailing 93-87 in the end. Uh, Angela Marino had 32 points, 15 of them on the free throw line. So she uh, she saw a lot of action, I think, in the foul department last night. Mia Newley had 16, Sam Woosnam with 12 uh, for Perth. Rebecca Mercer with 23, Kate Malpass with 20, Danielle Campbell with 16. But not exactly the result we were expecting. We would have no. thought that Adelaide would have been able to put Perth away fairly easily. Yeah, you would have thought that there would have been a larger um, difference in the in the score there. Certainly a very high scoring game. Uh, 93-87 is a fairly high sca- scoring game in this league and, uh, you know, good to see that Perth are, you know, competitive and I think they've picked up, they've lost Docky, they lost Deanna Smith yep. at this, um, you know, she's moved over to uh, Sydney from Perth but they've certainly picked up a couple of imports which from what you can see on the stats um, seem to be doing quite a good job for them and you know just the fact that they have I guess a group of fundamentally the same group from last year with an extra year's experience you know they've had a exposure to what it's like not only to play in the in the National League but what it's like to travel from Perth every week you know that's no mean feat it's a lot of Qantas frequent well not Qantas sorry there's a lot of uh, frequent flyer <laughs> points um, you know that are, that are getting racked up um, from those Perth girls so that's um Made me really, really happy with that result, and I'm good for Joe Mackay too. You know, he's a great guy, yeah. committed coach. One of our favourites here at Sport yeah, Radio. He's absolutely. Always, always up for a chat, and he's always positive. And yeah, and he's really worked hard, and he's really committed to the program. So uh, you know how much the East Coasters hate that road trip over to Perth. Right. So. I can imagine, like you're saying, how the Perth girls have to do that yeah. every second week. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, interest Marino, Newley and Woosnam in the scores there. No... Uh, Foley. Foley. No, didn't feature in the scores, no. but, uh, you know, it's all good. Um, the other game last night was uh, Logan's second half of their road double. They dropped the game on Friday night to uh, to Bendigo 72-71 to 71. Oh, heartbreaker. With a heartbreaker with a three yeah. point shot I believe that, that put uh, Logan in front in that final seconds as well but last night they were able to take care of Dandenong 75-61 to 61. Nat Purcell with 20 points Kristen Veal with 16 Sarah Graham with 13 for Dandenong Megan Moody had 11 Caitlin Ryan had 11 so uh, not a lot of scoring output there from from the Dandenong Rangers but uh, to be expected I think you know Logan picking up the second half of that double yeah yeah and Logan uh, you know glad to see they got that win because they had the heartbreaker against Bendigo and then the week before they went down to Canberra on the um, on the road trip by I think it was one Yep. Memory stretching back not that long ago, but my memory's not that great. Um, so, you know, good to see them getting a win. And I think that they this year will be, they were, I think they came sixth last year, yeah. sixth or seventh, and uh, they certainly will be up in amongst that mix. You know, top five in the WNBL, particularly when you put in the fact that the Didac 
uh, two directs there. there yep. You know, that gives them some size and some real experience. So that'll be a, uh, a big uh, boost to the Logan Club. Okay, we're just going to have a uh, short break. We're going to replay those interviews that you did uh, before the game, Michelle, with, with Coach Graff and, and Coach Brown. And uh, we'll be back to call the rest of this game. The halftime score, 52-27, here on sportradio.com.au. Um, how did the girls pull up after that? Yeah, I think they were doing pretty well. A little bit of soreness, uh, which is expected there, but we practiced this morning for about an hour and a quarter and uh, got to a little bit of work and they had a bit of a recovery, so I think we'll be, we'll be set to go today. Great. And the AIS Canberra derbies are always pretty intense. We get a pretty big uh, AIS contingent out here supporting you guys. It'd be a new experience for a lot of these girls. Yeah, look, um, you know, we've got some of our older players returning from injury, so uh, we've got a little bit of seniority there uh, on the floor but for the most of the girls this is their first uh, you know, week three of WNBL and so it's still a bit of a steep learning curve for them and getting used to playing in front of a crowd and uh, you know, and obviously the physicality and the speed of the WNBL game is all new to them but it's all good experience for them and uh, I think each week we're, we're getting a little bit better. Certainly last night there were some nice patches of play um, from the group, but as you said, there is that inexperience and particularly decision-making at the pace of WNBL. Is that something that at training you try to reinforce? How do you address yeah. those kind of issues? Yeah, look, it's, it's one of the big challenges for young players is, is to learn to uh, play at that tempo, as you say, and learn how to handle the physicality and play through physical contact. And the, and, and the big challenge is to try and replicate that in uh, uh, WNBL environment at practice. And so because we don't have senior players, we have to rely on our second-year players and, and make sure that everything we do is, is as close as we can get it to WNBL type of tempo and physicality. And so, again, that's a real steep learning curve because mental and physical fatigue comes into it with young players because they tire out very quickly. Um, but it's also just developing really good habits. Uh, as we, so everything we do is, is done in a stance. It's done quickly. It's done, you know, as I say, with that WNBL tempo in mind. And uh, just in terms of tonight, this afternoon's game, uh, what are the key matchups, or what are the areas that you really want the girls to focus on? Look, I think the key matchups for us this is a little bit different group uh, in terms of the speed on the perimeter, um, and so where Bulleen had a lot uh, more size on the perimeter, I think we're, we're dealing with more speed today. So um, I think one of the big matchups uh, in the in the starting group will be uh, uh, Test Magin on on Bibby. So we're hoping we you are know, with a taller. Uh, player with a, lo- a bigger hand on Bibby, we can try and uh, you know. Well, I don't think we can neutralise it, but hopefully we can slow Jess down a little bit. Um, obviously, inside Tolo is going to be a handful. Um, so you know, our bigs, are, our young bigs are only 16 years old. We'll have their handful there, but um, you know, I think they're getting used to the physicality, and you know, their footwork's getting a bit better each week. So I, I think, and obviously, you know, Karen Harrington and Nat Hurst, will, I'm sure, will have a, a pretty interesting physical contest there as well. Okay, thanks. Looking forward to it. Okay, thanks, Michelle. Graffy, first game at Tuggeranong. I'm certain that you are after a win today. Yeah, look, I mean, we're always about wins. You know, it's about two things. It's about our process and it's about getting wins on the way. So, I mean, for us, this is we've got to guarantee the win and, and work on some things we need to work on leading into next weekend. You've got Carly Wilson out. I assume that she's still having some problems with her back. Yeah, look, and precaution, really. Look, she could probably play, but it's not worth the risk. Another couple of days to get her right for a double weekend. Tracy Beattie's similar, we'll probably limit her minutes a bit and not overdo her, her injury. So, you know, we're, we're light on for, for numbers, we're just, you know, we've got to deal with the injuries and it's a good opportunity for some of the younger players and some of our bench players to get some minutes and, and so show us what they've got. 
And I, as you said, some of your bench players, we've got, I think, Nikki Graham coming into the group and um, Katie Rose is back in Canberra, which is good to see, and Nicole R- Romeo. Um, can you give us a little bit of information about those girls? Yeah, look, I mean, Romeo had played college ball in the state. She's an SA junior and she's got some talent. You know, she's, she's given Natty Hurst a run for her money at some practices. You know, she's got a lot to learn, but she's a competitor. She's got a hell of a three-point shot and uh, a lot of room to grow. So she's a really good addition to our group. Katie Rose has just got, you know, she's a junkyard dog. She's got basketball smarts, and when she gets in shape, you know, she's been around for a long time, but she's still only 22, and I think she's probably got the, the head and the maturity now to give basketball a good crack. And Nikki Graham's been in Canberra for the last few years. She's a physio and been on our, our training squad the last couple of years and played for the Canberra Nationals. And nice athlete, good kid, works hard, and she's a, a nice contributor as well. And so focus for tonight's game, AIS Canberra, always intense uh, cross-town derbies, I guess. What's the key for you guys tonight? Well, it's about possession. You know, we haven't we haven't done a great job in rebounding, and yeah, we're a little bit undersized. But we've got to find a way to rebound as a smaller group, and that's a big focus for us tonight. And and our pressure defense. You know, we've got to stick to the things that we're good at. And you know, our, our offense comes from our defense, and you got to win possession to to get things rolling. So they're our two two key areas tonight. Good luck for the game. Thanks, mate. Caps head coach there, Carrie Graff. Michelle, you've had a chance to look through the uh, the halftime stats. Yeah, and I guess some of the key differences from what we saw in the first quarter is that Canberra have got ascendancy on the boards now, um, and it, you know they were had six off. Uh, sorry, AIS had six offensive boards at the quarter time mark, and they're now still sitting on that six. So they've certainly done some work and made sure that they've kept them off the offensive glass. So they're leading the rebound count and. Uh, Turnovers, you know, the AIS have caught the ball up 15 times to Canberra's 10, which is still you wouldn't be, you know, that that happy with 10 turnovers from uh, from Canberra, but it's not making a, um, a real real difference in the game. Uh, shooting percentages, 53% to Canberra from the field, 32% from the AIS, and I guess the key, you know, really the key stat that stands out is Tolo's racked up 25 points in the first half, um, seven boards to go with it, and uh, you know, Canberra sort of spread their scoring around a little bit, whereas uh, with the AIS we've got um, Magden, Madgen, sorry, with uh, 14 points, and uh, you know, a couple of small contributors around that. So clearly, you know, there's some work for the AIS to do. But as we said earlier in the broadcast, that um, the type of group that can come back and, you know, we saw them do it last night. And uh, I'm sure as the season wears on, we'll see them, you know, improve uh, and uh, and uh, certainly, um, you know, just improve and make sure that they don't get blown out in games. Uh the other stat sort of stands out there, Tracy Betty, no minutes. No minutes. Safe bet that we won't see her tonight. Oh, look, I'd be very surprised if we see Tracy tonight. Carrie mentioned in her um, in her uh, interview pre-game that uh, you know she wasn't Tracy. Uh, yeah, we've known that Tracy is struggling um, with injury this season, and she's been playing some limited minutes where possible. And so, yes, of course you would nurse her through a game like this, and if you've got the opportunity not to put her on the floor. Why would you? They've got a big weekend coming up next weekend. So, okay, the AIS have got Seacamp, Roberts, Alice Koenig, Harrington, and Madgen on for their starters. For the Capitals, Abrams, Bibby, Hurst, Tolo, and Bowley. So the same starting fives. AIS have got the possession, so they flick it down the right hand side. Test Madgen. Looking for that familiar drive, but Calabrians cuts that off. They get it inside to Koenig. Koenig turns. Tolo says, no thanks. And uh, Nat Hurst and Jess Vivier in transition. 
And the, ooh, I was going to say the usual result, but the <laughs> ball just Rolled rattling around. around. And it's wrestled down on the ground there. It's Madkin and no Koenig and Bibby. No jump ball, though. That's a relic of the past. Kel Abrams will have the baseline pass into Bibby. Flicks it up now to Natty Hurst. Got it off the... Offensive foul called on Bibby there. Set a screen for um, Abrams to bend off of and uh, referees determined that she moved. <laughs> wasn't looking legal. A, looking a little uh, bemused, but uh, certainly wasn't arguing the point. No. <laughs> so Seacamp with the ball now for the Institute gets it to Harrington. Matt Hurst defending her pretty closely. Madgen now, there's that drive, gets past uh, Abrams, but on a pretty bad angle, has to poke it back in, and Natty Hurst, bang, that was like a three-man weave drill there as uh, Hurst, Bibby, and Kel Abrams ran up the floor, and it was Bibby who eventually put away the basket. Of a very quick Abrams pass. So 54 leads 27. Magden with a little turnaround jump shot over Abrams. Had a good mismatch there, but the shot was just a bit forced. Matt Hurst in transition. Gets it down to Bowley in the high post. She goes inside against Alice Koenig. Gets the bump, but gets the foul. No foul call, but makes the two points. Right, so Canberra applying the pressure again in the backcourt, which forces uh, Koenig to have to bring the ball up against Tolo. It's a bit of a... Uh, with the just while the game is going on, Michelle, we might just quickly mention the Capitals win tonight. They'll be locked up at two, two and two with Logan, Sydney, and Canberra. So, do you go for a big percentage score here tonight? As Bowley hits another two points in um, in offensive transition, or you know, do you use it as a as a practice run for for the uh, the B team? Look, certainly, um, you know, Capitals have lost some games early, and so percentage will become coming, you know, a big factor, but. Um, I'm not sure whether the finals nowadays, you know, when the splits are based between the two teams concerned, so it's unlikely to be an AIS Canberra. Caps again in offensive transition. Matt Hurst sort of weaved her way down to the right-hand side baseline and took a little bump from Harrington, threw up a prayer. So she got the foul, no basket though. And Matt Hurst will go to the line to shoot two free throws. Wholesale substitutions for the Institute. Alice Koenig, the only one to stay on. We've got Farley on, Horton, Taylor and Bunsen. All came on for the Institute just then. Matt Hurst makes the first of the free throws. And the second. So 60 now, plays 27. Taylor with the ball for the Institute, gets it to Koenig. Koenig brings it into the front court. Found herself some room but just pulled it back out. Flicks it through to Horton, trying to get it inside to Bunton, but the pass is a bit too much heat on it. Nat Hurst now in transition, drives into the keyway, takes oh. it all the way, tucked it into a pocket, and uh, stepped through the defenders and a little soft layup off the glass. Yeah, really nice soft finish against some uh, pretty tall timber in there. It's almost like Houdini there, just tucked the ball away where the bigs couldn't get it. it drive there from Taylor is. Uh, Sort of driven into the, the glass there from the, the angle more than anything. Good defence from Canberra. Kel Abrams now in transition. Little no-look pass to Tolo. It's about the first one of those Tolos missed tonight. And the AIS come away with it. Horton now in transition for the shoot. 
She flicks it inside Bunton. No, it's Koenig who's got the ball. She's a little turnaround on, on Hannah Bali. And a wild pass there from Hannah Bali. Almost lucky to uh, almost turn it over. But the Capitals keep possession. 62-29, great feed inside Tolo and more of the same. We've seen it all game. Yeah, and look, just really good two-man play from um, Hurst and Tolo there. As you see, Hurst nearly pick up a steal there in the backcourt and Taylor bring the ball up the floor. Gets it over to Bree Farley. Through to Horton. Horton flicks it right to Koenig. Back over to Horton on the left-hand side. Wild pass again. Ends up falling into Kelly Abrams' lap. She's in offensive transition now. Just slows things up. Wants to wait and see how it's all travelling. Gets set up outside the arc. Flicks it over to Bowley. Bowley finds Bibby all alone. Three-point shot. Money. Yeah, look, and uh, any time she can get her feet set. Well, actually, that's not true. Jeff Bibby doesn't need her feet set to I knock think she down. likes it better when her feet aren't set. <laughs> that's right. She likes to take those little runners and go sideways. And, but but uh, it's certainly a safe bet. And she was yeah. there for a long time. Yeah, it was just good uh, ball movement. You know, I think it was um, Avis put the ball on the floor, drew the defensive Asian. help, and then, you know, the AIS girls were in rotations. And uh, Canberra just kicked the ball, that one pass to... Uh, you know, to get the open player and uh, just be in the corner, open for the three and knocks it down. Um, you know, just looking at the score now, 67 to 29. So, again, it's been a, a big scoring run against the two points of the AIS in this first four minutes of the uh, third quarter. Or out of 38 points. Yeah, and, you know, Phil Brown will be talking to the girls here. It's, it's really hard to... You know, you're 38 points down. You know, what are you going to do to get back into the game? And you really have to coach it on, a, I guess, like a play-by-play. -play. So yeah. you're talking to the girls about, you know, really short-term goals, you know, yeah, in the next three don't minutes. Watch the don't watch the score. We want you to come up with two, you know, two stops in a row. We want to get a conversion. Whatever it is, whatever whatever way, you know, he puts it to it. He's talking about really focused, short-term goals for the girls and, and just keep reinforcing those and reassessing them throughout you know, the remainder of this game. Free Farley with the ball in transition for the shoot. Gets it up over halfway and then kicks it through to Bunsen, who's top of the key. She gives it off to Horton. Gets down low to Koenig on Bowley. That's a good matchup for Koenig. It's twice now she's backed Bowley in and been able to score on her. So 31, plays 67. Matt Hurst with the ball now for the Caps. Drives right. Oh. Ooh. A lot of hands in the passing lane there. The shot from Bowl is no good. Jess Bibby walks in and cleans up a rebound. Gets it back out to Hurst. She drives right. Oh, gets it. Ooh, wow. Got a bit of contact on that drive. Bowley then again gets the offensive glass. It's almost a mirror image. Jess Bibby now with the ball. A lot of hands in there and mm. eventually a foul is called. Yeah, and probably not dissimilar to perhaps some contact that occurred earlier in those offensive sets. But, you know, um, the AIS, they're doing, you know, they're doing a reasonable job defensively, but they're just not gaining possession. So they're working hard for long periods of time defensively. Alex Bunsen just picking up the foul there, just a little too 
eager from behind, didn't really have a good position. Yeah, really needs to work hard to just, you know, half front her player and cut out those passing angles. Now Koenig has picked up a foul off the ball. Didn't appear to be a lot in that, a bit of contact, but no. uh, that's her fourth personal. Yeah, she's not happy with that and I don't really blame her and unfortunately that is her fourth personal and she's been doing a good job for them, particularly at the offensive end. Oh, a little quick inbound pass and I think it was Bowie who put away that uh, baseline shot, just obscured by quite a few players in there under the basket there. AIS in transition. Tried to get the ball down to Koenig low but Natty Hurst was able to get a hand in the lane and... Uh, Push the ball actually off Alice Kunick's leg there in the end as she comes over to sit down with five or four personal fouls. There's still uh, 14 minutes left in this game and Phil Brown will want her experience out there. Romeo has come on to replace Jess Bibby. Pereira's on as well at the moment. Natty Hurst on the baseline. Three-point shot's no good. Great rebound there from Nadine Payne. She leapt in there into that contest. It's going to be bowling again yeah. with a uh, that's yeah, just fourth person. Didn't have any um, uh, didn't have position and no. tried to uh, contest the rebound from behind and that's... So uh, another quick 30 second breather for Tolo there and she's back out on the floor as uh, Bowley sits down Taylor with the ball for the Institute she's got Pereira defending her, she gets it over to Horton Horton drives baseline on Romeo Ooh, Nadine Payne seemed to have the arm taken out there after the shot, but no call. Now it's Caps in transition. Pereira just backs in. Madeline Taylor, and uh, just too good. Natty Hurst came across and picks oh, off the inbound pass. pass. Oh. oh, brilliant pass from Hurst to Pereira, but she uh, sort of lost control and tried to hand it off to Tolo, but ended up going to Tolo's leg. But bounced off an AS player, so it'll be baseline ball for Natty Hurst. Just throws it inbound there. Tried the old Jacko move, just coming over the thing. That's but right. um, Bunton was able to get a hand in. AIS in transition now. Looks to Payne out left to Horton. No, that's Taylor, sorry. No, Taylor now with the ball. Her shot is no good. Ooh. Nicole Romeo at. Uh, about five foot nothing going up against Bunton in the rebounding contest there so it'll be baseline baseline ball for the Institute shots not good and Natty Hurst in full flight gets down the floor Taylor with a big reach in there but nothing called slowed Nat Hurst up she quickly flicks it into Tolo goes baseline again just weaves through the baseline, draws the defenders, and Katie Rose just comes yeah. in from the top of the free throw line and, and gets an easy That's shot. Pereira. Oh, Pereira, great. Ooh, she got some contact. She's got <laughs> possession, but the, the contact knocked her to the ground. She coughed it up, but um, wow, athletic as. Nothing <laughs> hard, nothing at half speed for Chantella no, Pereira. just like a fifth gear the entire time. <laughs> so a bit of a crazy set of play there. 73 plays 31. Getting a bit, uh, a bit manic again. That's right. Nat Hurst now trying to slow things up, get through some offense. 2:41 left in this third quarter. Tolo with the ball, a high post. She turns around, thinks about the uh, free throw distance jump shot, 
but not just backs herself in, takes a couple of steps and gets another nice about a five foot jump shot there from Tolo. So Capital 75 now leading the Institute 31. As we see Horton going coast to coast, can't make it. Pereira at uh, full flight again. She, ooh, pass, not good though. Kicks it out to Rom Romeo. Her drive, she dishes it to Rose. Katie Rose drives in and her free throw doesn't drop. Under a fair amount of traffic, not just a, an uncontested free throw. Farley now with the ball for the Institute. Gets it out to Taylor or Seacamp. Seacamp that is. She drives to the free throw line. Nice. Pull up jump shot and nails it. Yeah, nice pull up jump shot. Drove hard and uh, propped and knocked it down from the foul line as we see a foul committed by, I think it was Farley in the backcourt and that'll see Hurst walk the floor to the foul line because again the AIS are in the bonus situation so um, that's creating Farley well, looking uh, looking a bit tired and that's to be expected yeah. she's been out injured for quite a while she played uh, a fair few minutes last night she would have played probably 25 minutes last night now she's starting to look a little a little frayed around the edge but uh, the Institute will certainly love having her back she showed some really good really nice form last year and she's going to be a leader in this team so Nat Hurst knocks down both the and takes, throws. A, takes a rest for reward so he says I'll, uh, I'll have a drink thanks coach <laughs> AIS now in offensive transition Seacamp bringing the ball up she's been able to beat Romeo off that front step give herself some room Napier gets the ball inside to Payne no sorry it's Seacamp in under there my eyes aren't what they used to be ooh a bit of a wrestle down there for the ball Pereira comes up with it for the inside the, the caps kicks it out to Romeo shot three point shot is no good but Pereira just all arms and gets that rebound she takes it out the top slows things down over to Romeo Romeo drives into the keyway kicks it back out to Pereira through to Jansen over to Nikki Graham she's got some room no it gets closed off good defence there from Horton Taylor Jansen gets a little Almost a volleyball set <laughs> shot there. Just That's pushes right. it up against the glass. She's a local kid, hence the uh, the huge thing <laughs> goes up in the in the stadium. I remember uh, another young local that used to play out here about five or six years ago, and she's now an Australian Opal. So we could uh, only hope for Taylor that she gets the same sort of career that Natty Hurst has moved into. I remember back in the day when she used to only get three or four minutes a game, but when she'd score, the crowd would go nuts. <laughs> And they still do. 79 now plays 33. As the AIS bring the ball inbound, it's Napier. Now gets it over into the front court, kicks it down to Horton. Horton swings it back to Seacamp. Oh, she travel. drives. Oh, that's about the third time she's been picked on that. I yeah. I think yeah. Coach Brown will be getting. Uh, and I think it's really just that she's trying to create so much, um, you know, which is. Just that little bit of anxiety, I it's guess, like, around it. It's like you talked about that. It's that increased speed, and you know you've yeah. stepped up a gear. You're in the big league now, and uh, the game is played at that that level higher. Just an adjustment she'll need to work on. Nikki Graham with the ball down on the baseline for the cap. She gets it into Katie Rose in the post. Ooh, her pass broken up, but it still gets through to Pereira. Pereira kicks it out back out to Katie Rose. Three point shot. Yeah. Katie Rose, another local girl, is. 
played, been in and out of the Caps lineup for a few years now, but uh, she's a, a big fan favourite. 82 now, plays 33. There's the buzz of beater there from Gillian Horton. It just doesn't drop. Three quarter time. The Canberra Transact Capitals 82, are leading the AIS 33. So only a six point. Uh, we saw seven points in the in the second quarter for the Institute. Six points in that. So tough going for them. 33 so far there. At the moment they're looking on par for another 40 point game like they had last week. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, Caps uh, basically won that quarter 30 points to six and uh, ouch, that hurts. (laughs) And, uh, you know, again, you know, there were some nice little signs. Kunick, unfortunately, picking up her fourth foul, was starting to uh, make some impact offensively. Um, She was being smart and, you know, looking at her own opportunities and what have you. And then, uh, unfortunately, she was her fourth foul. You know, Coach Brown has to make a decision as he mentioned now. He's got another, as you said at the time, another 14 minutes of the game to go. So, um, you know, has to bench her and, and hopefully get some minutes out of her in the last quarter. Um, I think, again, you know, Canberra getting... You can see um, the more that their bench players are getting the opportunity, they're starting to gel a bit, they're starting to create some nice um, play and, uh, you know, certainly the defensive pressure is... uh, It's been quite good. There's been some lapses in terms of rotations and communications and what have you, but overall it's been pretty good uh, defensive effort from from the Canberra uh, line-up. Well, definitely, the... the, the I guess yeah, we've sort of been calling the B team through the game when they when they came out in that second quarter, not fantastic at times, but uh, the same group down on the floor they're getting it done. They were able to a majority of that uh, third quarter was run with with uh, a large number of that B team, and they were able to win that quarter 30 to six. So uh, really valuable opportunity, as you said, Michelle, for them to to run through, and, and it's certainly not slowing down the cap scoring. They had 25 in the first quarter, 27 in the in the second, 30 in that, so it, it's actually increasing. That's right, and I'm just looking through the stats here, and uh, Tess Mad- Madgen had 14 at the half, and she was scoreless for that quarter, so it's yeah. right down, but Alice Kuna contributing. Uh, shooting percentages, 30% um, has dropped slightly for the AIS, 57% for the Caps, slight increase from 53, boards again, possession game. 30 out rebounding the uh, AIS the Capitals are 32 18 and uh, that's much healthier that's right 24 turnovers to 13 as well so ouch yeah <laughs> well here we go with the last quarter it's going to be uh, just maybe inbounding the ball to Natty Hurst she brings it into the front court weaving through just pulls it up over to Katie Rose oh yeah Katie knew it too yeah. <laughs> Katie yes. was uh, a little bit of indecision there. Well, am I driving or passing? And uh, <laughs> took that first step, a little bit of a shuffle with the back foot. Tried to uh, poke her face away out of that, but the ref wasn't having any. Was on to that. <laughs> Tess Magnin with the ball now for the Institute. Flicks it out to... That's Catherine, Catherine Rendell, Rendell, the local player. She got the ball now, flicks it through to Harrington. Harrington gets it into Taylor in the low post, puts up an awkward shot, rattles around, but Taylor Roberts with the rebound. Got it. Oh, and a bit of a bailout there. She, Taylor Roberts uh, got the rebound, thought, uh, put up her own shot, got her own rebound again, and thought twice about it and was backing it out. And Nat Hurst got a, a pretty clean steal on it, but uh, she was fouled from behind. 
Randell uh, under quite a bit of pressure there from Katie Rose. They probably come up against each other a couple of times a season in local comps. So the inbound there from Magden gets into the post to Taylor Roberts. Her shot pretty flat and just rolls across the front of the rim and it's Capitals in transition now. Oh, Nadhurst change of direction. Oh. Got a bump. Didn't get the foul. And the shot was uh, a bit of a wild one. Harrington now with the ball. Magden. Oh, Pereira almost another steal. Mm. Wild shot's gone up there from that's uh, Madeline Taylor. Natty Hurst again in transition. Pereira got the ball. She says, I think I'll have a shot now. Katie Rose gets a rebound off the top of the backboard. <laughs> so nice poise there from Katie. Just waited patiently on tippy-toe down there under the basket. Nat Hurst drives in again now. Too easy that time. Gave herself plenty of room. Yeah, she could probably count herself a little bit unlucky a couple of times. I think she's, uh, you know, penetrated really hard. Natalie Hurst has and uh, has taken quite a few bumps, but hasn't had anything blown for her. But you know, she's experienced enough to know that sometimes you get them blown, sometimes you don't, and you just got to keep persevering. As uh, Phil Brown calls a timeout, wants to talk about what's happening out on the floor. Not a lot at the moment. As uh, well, we've only had the one basket from the institu- from the Capitals since the uh, the three-quarter time break. Eight minutes, 34 left in the last quarter. The uh, AIS team just looking to, um, yeah, as you said, Michelle, just kind of, I guess, regain, <laughs> regain some sort of goal, something to work towards, just make it a bit, you know, as you were saying before, Bill Brown would be telling them not to worry about the score, just uh, get out there, get through your stuff. It's all experience. That's right, and I guess, you know, and, and Carrie Graff will, you know, Phil will be talking about short-term goals, you know, how they're going to get through this last quarter and refocusing and refocusing and areas of concentration. In the same way that Carrie Graff will be giving her girls, because it's very easy when you're out by almost 50 points to just, you know, switch off. And, and, and you can really, you know, as you talked about earlier, Simon, you can use these kind of opportunities to, you know, run a couple of different defences, uh, you know, maybe try a different offensive set, different areas of focus you want to experiment a, a, with a little bit um, and you know so that's some of the stuff that um, Carrie will be ensuring um, the girls are focused and, and executing as she wants them to. Pereira just picking up a foul there in the offensive transition for the Institute it's going to be Madeline Taylor with the ball inbound from the sideline kicks it out to Magden Magden's got Jess Bibby playing her close attention there's a drive again but Bibby able to to be, if you got the quicks to cut it off, drive the shot goes wild across to uh, Karen Harrington. She drove her shot's no good, but Magden picks up the rebound and uh, puts it away. Caps in offensive transition, layup from Bowley doesn't go, but it resets back out to Nathurst. She now drives left. Oh in boy, getting a lot of contact in there, nothing blowing. I don't know if the referees are figuring, well, she's an opal now, she can take it. Or <laughs> certainly hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Rendell now with the ball for the Institute, kicks it out to Harrington. She is, ooh, good-looking shot, just doesn't drop. Pereira now in transition. She's going to go all the way. Yeah. A little fake the pass out to Jess Bibby, but missed the, the open layup. So. I think it was too, o- too open for it. Yeah. Parting of the seas almost. Great pass from Nat Hurst into Bowley off the penetration. Bowley had great position there, so 
It's an incredibly long arms ball, as you seem to be. It's really long reach. Seems able to pull the ball in from not, a not the tallest player out there by by any stretch, but she's got a hell of a wingspan. <laughs> Taylor Roberts now. Ooh. Oh, that's a foul on Bibby. <laughs> yeah, Tess Magden cutting hard there to the basket. She's she's got a wicked first step, Magden. She just gets away and. Bibi recognising it in that, in that uh, instance and she said, oh no, I'll, I'll, I think I'll give you a I'll foul, foul. <laughs> score on me there. Nat Hurst and Pereira take a breather as uh, Romeo and Kel Abrams come back onto the floor. We've got a foul, no, five second violation, sideline ball. So Nadine Payne has come back on for the Institute. And Bunton back on for the Institute as well. Romeo with the ball. Ooh, wild pass. Jess Bibby has been pinned down there in the corner, but she's kept the dribble alive and gets herself out of trouble. Oh, oh yeah. Bibby slashes, gets two defenders. Some extra attention there for her. She just had the nouse to sort of throw up the shot. So she'll go to the line to shoot two. Yeah, we're trying to score the... 86.35 and just uh, stats are quite slow on the uh, internet at the moment so just checking the score scoreboard is 86.35 as we see Jess Bibby knock down the first take the Capitals out to 87 and makes the second so uh, 89.35 the uh, Canberra Capitals leading the AIS 6.50 to go in the last quarter at the Tagradong Indoor Sports Centre Magden with the ball for the Institute. She gets it to Payne. Payne, ooh. Bibby or Bowley there. I think it's on Bowley. That'll be her fifth. And she is out of there. So that's probably... Uh, yeah, it's probably Bowley's uh, largest minutes. I think she would have played certainly this season. I'm not sure, you know, previous... Uh, games in last season but certainly big minutes for Bally and uh, you know she equipped herself quite well nice great shot. drive there baseline for Nadine Payne and she puts two points away 37 now plays 89 the uh, the foul count now 4-1 in this quarter so every foul the AIS, the uh, Capitals commit now will put the AIS on the line Jess Bibby in the free, free throw line just a little jump shot just curl to the top She's got 15. Certainly starting to rack up the points, uh, Jess Bibby. And it's, She'll uh, do that. <laughs> she will do that. Yes, yeah, she can do it, and she can do it quickly, and she does it frequently as well. So, <laughs> we were lucky uh, enough to see her out here one night. She was playing for the other team, Dandenong, on that occasion, when she put in 47 points here on this on this court. As Bunsen puts up a shot for the Institute. Oh, wild bounce on the on the pass there. Actually, came up and hit her in the face, and she was able to get position again, kick it out to Nadine Payne who puts away a nice 20 foot jump shot so the AIS are not stopping they're not going to have that 40 again they're 39 now, Tolo now nice drive, wow just that first step, Tolo's got such long legs a big gait and just gets through, she puts the ball on the floor really well for a big girl and uh, she's very difficult to defend so 92 39 apparently after that shot oh little wrong foot there from Gillian Horton was able to throw a defender they thought she was going to go back up court but uh, was able to 
turn around and uh, get the sneaky little two. So 41 points. The 40 barrier broken again for the Institute. So they'll be feeling good about that. Bibby now with the ball at the top of the key. Into Tolo in the low post. Tolo just steps around the two defenders. She hadn't given up a dribble yet. So she was able to take that step. Gets another easy two. Yeah, and just good poise from Tolo in the paint there. You know, double teamed. But... Uh Used her body balance uh, well oh. to be able to get that shot off as we see. Nadine Payne there just a little out of control trying to reach it, reach out and grab that, that pass there and ended up running into some defence and, and being called for the travel. So it's 94, plays 41. We've got uh, 4 minutes 42 left in this last quarter. Kel Abrams now with the ball for the Caps. Puts it through to Pereira. Pereira back to Abrams on the right-hand side. She drives to the free-throw line, tries to kick it to Taylor Jansen, but good hands from Payne. Payne's going coast-to-coast. Coast. One of the AIS big. She's pretty agile out there on the floor for a big girl. Oh, Pereira almost again with a steal. She has been a menace on some of those passing lanes. Seacamp now working it in, kicks it out to Harrington. Nice, good look from Harrington. Drops the three-point shot. Certainly could shoot the ball as we see Canberra coming back up the floor. And, Ooh, um, but then just bumps from Romeo on the on the way up the court. Unfortunately, we can't see. It'd be interesting as they, uh, some substitutions are coming on and we uh, and a timeout has been called as well. That was Harrington's fifth. She's going to take her out of the game. She's uh, She's been very handy. You were saying, Michelle, like last night, we saw her hit some uh, nice outside shots in that third quarter for pulling. Yeah, so that's right. And I, I was just thinking, you know, it'd be interesting to see as we finally get a, a refresh on the uh, on the stats. And it's uh, 94 to 44, 44 that the uh, Capitals are leading. And Tolo, I'm not sure, Marion Tolo's got 33, is that Simon, 33 yep, points for eight, the game so far? Eight rebounds. Eight rebounds. I think that would have to be uh, one of close to career her career high. high. I'd be very surprised. I can't think of a game, certainly for the Capitals, that she's scored 33. Um, I would think it would be unlikely um, at the AIS that she would have. So, you know, this has been an um, outstanding game from Mariana Tolo, um, 33 points. She had 25 at half, slowed down, obviously, but probably played less minutes in, minutes in the second half as well. well the, the, uh, the other player that's uh, had a big game against, or the, probably the biggest scorer against the AIS this year was uh, Liz Cambridge, 31 points. So she's uh, outdone this cambridge, That's right. which is no small feat. So Tolo had plenty to feel good about with uh, four minutes left. She was out on the floor. She's coming back out, so she might be able to build some more on that lead. Well, Get they're the obviously books. with, with Bolio um, out with five fouls and beating. Yeah, you're not Tolo would be pretty much playing Tolo the rest of this out. game. Pereira now with the ball. She thinks about the shot. Drives, a couple of steps in, pull-up jump shot, no good. Great rebound there from Nadine Payne. She kicks it off to Seacamp. Seacamp brings the ball into the front court for the shoot. Brief foul. Obviously, someone a got a finger tip to it. Must have been, yeah. Oh no, a foul's been called. Okay, Maybe that's why uh, Payne didn't get to the ball. <laughs> Graffy wants to, uh, an explanation, but. Uh, Referee telling a no-go. And this is a different situation for the AIS. The Capitals are actually in the uh, situation where the time they fail now, that will be the bonus and they'll send the AIS to the line. Payne makes the first and the second. So 94 to 
46. Kel Abrams with the ball for the Caps. Brings it to the top of the key to Romeo, out to Pereira, down to Jansen. Tolo sealing in, low post on the right-hand side. Good poise again from Tolo. Mm. Double team, didn't didn't stress at all, just turned and got yeah. the pass. Taylor Jansen was cutting in, she was fouled on the cut. So it will be a baseline ball for the Capitals. Kel Abrams into Pereira, trying to hit Tolo again in the post. Tolo, she's there, one-on-one. Think she's a, a good option. Misses the shot, gets a rebound, misses the second shot. Going up against both the AIS bigs that occasion, Taylor Roberts and Nadine Payne. So a, uh, a good effort for them. Average. Tolo's averaging 7.7 per game, so huge result for her tonight. Payne with the ball for the Institute, gets it over to Seacamp. She drives around, kicks it back to Payne. Payne now drives on. Kel Abrams just shuts her down and ends up with the ball. Fantastic pass from Abrams. Oh, Pereira did not convert it. And it's gone out of bounds off Pereira as she tries to pull in the rebound. Looks like Tolo might have a breather though. As Jess Bibby comes on for her. So a great result for Tolo. That'll do wonders for her uh, her confidence. Her game high was 23 points. In three games. 23 points from three games so far this season. So she's knocked that over in one game. Pass to Pereira just bounced off a shoulder. Yeah. It was a wild one there. I think Canberra just trying to... Um, trying to... To just make that one pass too many. There are times when you know, it's just someone might be free under the basket, but they're only a foot closer, so you don't try and give them the ball because it's just too difficult. So, Bree Farley just works her way into the key, gets her own rebound though, and picks up two points. The 48 plays 94. Natty Hurst just running things down for the Caps. Bibby's back on. Bibby over to Graham. Graham drives inside. Shot goes up from Jess Bibby. Two minutes left in the game. Caps get the offensive board. And this time it's Seacamp on Pereira. We've seen Pereira do that a bunch of times tonight. Seacamp gets in the passing lane, gets the the intercept and the two points down the other end. A little bit telegraphed there and uh, Seacamp read it and picked it off. As we see Canberra coming down, Pereira at the ball at the point, looks to penetrate hard, finds Bibby in the corner, she puts the ball on the floor and goes hard oh, to the basket, nice. rolls around, can't convert it and Payne comes up with the board. Just rolled around a bit too much there. Horton kicks it out to Bree Farley, wide open, good looking shot but just a bit long. Oh, fantastic rebound there from Nadine Payne, just came in through the defence and it's 52 now, plays 94. Nikki Graham with the ball for the Caps. Drives hard. Ooh, nice. Good look, but just doesn't drop. Payne with the rebound, gets it to Seacamp. Seacamp up the floor to Horton. Horton on the right-hand side. Looks to feed Taylor Roberts, but Jess Bibby... Ooh, Jess Bibby got the steal, and she's clutching at her arm. I think she... 
got some pretty heavy contact there. Turned into a, a cross-court violation for the Institute. Only two possessions really left in this game now. Nat Hurst drives hard to the basket. Foul's been called. I don't know that that's been much different to a few other <laughs> that have gone on, but regardless. That'll be the last team foul before the bonus for the Institute. Nat Hurst with the ball on the baseline. Drives into the keyway, kicks it out to Nikki Graham. She puts up the shot. It's good. Have they all scored? I think that might be everyone that's taken the floor for Canberra has now scored. Um, with oh, great the result. Nikki's feeling good, gets up there and plays defence pretty hard on the Institute. There's a little wraparound pass down to Bree Farley, who had Bibby, so a good mismatch there. Farley scores 54 points. Outside shot from Natty Hurst. Drains a three-pointer. We've got 99 now. Nine seconds left. If the caps are very quick, they might get 100, but I think time's going to beat them. I think time may. You hear the countdown. Oh... And that is it. 99 points to 54. The, a, the Canberra Transact Capitals have defeated the Institute here at Tuggeron Stadium this afternoon. A really good comeback there that last quarter. The Institute could have... I mean, they had 33. They ended up with uh, 21 points in that last quarter, Michelle. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's something that we talked about with the AIS is the fact that they do come back and they do start to... And it's about, you know, what you're looking for with this group is to, I guess, get those sort of um, patches of, it, of, of good play um, coming more consistent for longer periods of time. What happens with a young, inexperienced group is that, you know, they do start to over time we'll see them progress throughout the season as we always talk about some by the end of the season the AIS will be pushing teams that they were losing by 30 odd points to it early in the season so um, they've still got some you know way to go and some development but there were some good positive signs there and Phil Brown as we said earlier has been around long enough to know that you know this is about development he's a guy who's coached groups where he's had players come through the program, haven't had success in terms of, you know, win-loss records, but, you know, two, three years out of the program, he's got an Opal squad that are full of players that he coached, coached you exactly, know, yeah. so that's, he's got a long-term goal, and that's what he's working towards, and, you know, I'm sure, you know, that's what, you know, that's the frame of mind that, uh, that exists at the AIS, and, uh, yeah, so anyway, but Capitals, on the other hand... They'd be pleased with what they did, considering that they didn't have Wilson in the lineup. They didn't use Beatty, um, and you know they've still managed to come away with a convincing win. And with some of your bench, your group of the bench, you know, playing large numbers that they are certainly not used to. Standout performance from Mariana Tolo, and um, hopefully we've got Craig Ravel, who will be uh, talking to Mariana. He's talking to her now, and he'll bring that uh, that interview over to us shortly. But there we've got the final result, 99-54, top scorer for the game, as we've talked about, Mariana Tolo, 33 points, one rebound. Left one her out there a little bit longer, oh, Graffy. No. One rebound off the double-double, so she finished with nine for the Knights. 15 points to Jess Bibby, 11 points to Natalie Hurst. Uh, for the AIS, Tess Madgen with 16 but uh, I think she had 14 at half-time, didn't she? Yeah, she had 14 at the uh, half-time break and only managed to, you know, but 
and that's one of the things that uh, I think Phil talked about was the physicality and the fatigue that starts to come in. And uh, so, yeah, you know, but that's still, you know, 14, 16 she ended up with. So she's, you know, leading scorer for him and a good contributor. Nadine Payne uh, finished up with 13 points as well for the Institute. So that's, uh, she's had a good game, a good couple of games last night against Bullion and today against the Capital. So against, you know, arguably the two best teams in the comp. Uh, good results for her. Just looking at the uh, the shooting percentages, AIS were able to lift. They actually won that last quarter, 21-17. But they finished up with 37% for the game. Capitals at 57. You're not going to lose too many games shooting at 57%. No, and, and that's largely due to the fact that a lot of the points are in the paint. I think if we look at the points in the paint, 56-32. to 32, And, you know, they came out of Tolo going to work inside and quite a bit out of transition from Canberra as well. Tell you what, though, a stat that we don't see a lot of in this day and age, and uh, it's very, very good to see the Capitals shooting for the free throw. 19 of 20. Yeah, 95%. Right. See, a lot of, a lot of games go through with teams only shooting 50 60% from the free throw line, 64% for the Institute tonight. They didn't get there very often, only 7 of 11, but um, that gladdens the hearts of uh, basketball coaches the around the country. All, all over the world, <laughs> seeing a 95% free throw shooting percentage. Um, 34 to 25 in the rebound count, so the Capitals would be happy to, to have won that. Graffy, of course, mentioned that early mm-hmm. on. Uh, the turnover count, 26. Uh, I think the Institute had 24 at three-quarter time, so uh, not a bad bad result there, just pulling that stat in as well. But as you mentioned, Michelle, points in the paint, 56 to 32. It's a, a pretty huge result. Yeah, and look, let's just talk a little bit about some of the Capitals bench players who um, saw more minutes tonight than they would normally um, see in any games. Hannah Burley, I thought she did a great effort. She uh, eventually fouling out, um, but... Still, you know, she was um, uh, consistent, she was persistent, um, she looked at her own opportunities when she was there, you know, worked hard defensively to try and uh, get some stops. And I think that uh, Graphic can take away from this game the fact that, you know, Hannah Bowley, one of her bench players, someone who doesn't normally get a lot of minutes, but can certainly come out and be very useful in a National League game. So that's a, a positive. And, and she must feel, I mean, you know, Hannah herself must feel good to, you know, you, the players that turn up and they train just as hard as everyone else and they put all the work in just as much as everyone else to get an opportunity to play large minutes is, uh, is uh, you know, a good positive thing for her. Um, I guess the other players, uh, uh, Katie Rose, um, some good minutes from her, I think. Yep. You know, she's still, as Graffy said in the pre-game interview, she's still um, looking to get her fitness and what have you up. And you could see at various points in time, she was just a little bit slow and a little um, looked a little tired. But that will come uh, as she, you know, gets into the season. And she certainly gave them. She's a good little, good size, Katie Rose. She can, you know, she's a reasonable sort of build, so she can be quite physical inside, but she can also step out and shoot the ball from the perimeter. So, she's a great outside uh, shooter. Great outside shooter, and so it'd be good to see her throughout the season start to get a little bit more involved in some of the games. Just looking to the games coming up next week for both of these teams. Uh, Adelaide's coming to town. Big game. They'll be uh, playing against the AIS on Friday night, 7 o'clock at the AIS training hall, and then... Uh, out here on Sunday, 1 o'clock Sunday. So that's a strange fixture. Normally your teams will come and play Friday, Saturday nights or Saturday, Sundays, but uh, Friday at the Tute and then Sunday out here again at Southern Cross Stadium, 1 o'clock. So uh, Adelaide 
that we talked uh, halfway through the game about the Perth result. You might have expected them to do a little bit better against Perth, but certainly that is a team that is chock a block full of stars and oh, uh, performers who can really get it done on any given night. Well, that's right. I think that will be some um, some great game, a uh, great game next Sunday. I think you know, I think that Adelaide will certainly. Um, knock over the AIS one would imagine unless uh, there's something going on that we don't know about and you know Perth pushed them to a six point game uh, this week so certainly Adelaide come to town next week AIS on the Friday night and you'll get all the action live on sportradio.com.au and then on the Sunday they'll back up against Canberra here at the one o'clock and uh, we'll call the game live there and that's going to be a cracker of the game Adelaide has some serious talent some great matchups, you know. Um, Foley and there's, comes uh, there's no love lost between those two. There two is teams no love Michelle. lost. That's certainly true. We've, uh, of course, quite blessed at the Capitals to have Adelaide's old head coach in uh, Chris Lucas as an assistant coach here. And uh, of course, those who have been around the league know that that was a uh, not a pretty period of Adelaide basketball history. So, uh, but uh, yeah. also the. Canberra would be happy that uh, that the AIS play first on that thing and, and would hopefully take a little bit of the wind out of the sails for Adelaide and then they can can uh, rock up against them on uh, on Sunday. Craig Ravel's been over to have a chat with uh, some of the coaches and players and he'll uh, kick it off here first with Kerry uh, Graff. Well, Coach Graff, a solid win in the end. Mariana Tolo getting probably her best points game out there. Yeah, look, I mean, they're, they're on a back-to-back. They're young. We've got people injured. It was about our process, not about the margin. So, look, we did some reasonable things, but we got a lot to work on, yeah, and we rested some people. So, good win and good for Tolo to get some confidence. You really were running some different defensive sets out there, just seeing what you've got. No, look, mate, it's about resting people who are injured. It's about throwing, throwing people in there and limiting some of the minutes to our star players. It wasn't about trying combinations. It was about that's what we got. We don't want to blow big minutes on, on some of our players. We've got a double next weekend. Well, all the best for that one. Thanks, mate. Thanks very much to uh, Coach Graff. We'll just try and get Mariana Tolo. Mariana, congratulations. 33 points, a big effort for you. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I guess I just played tonight you know last week I had horrible games and and I think tonight I just tried to play and didn't worry about anything and you know the team the team did well as well to to get me the ball and and screen and everything else so it was a team effort wasn't just mine the team has got a few injuries there how are you shaping up because you're carrying a lot of that burden in the big games oh you know I've always like been all right I'm hardly ever injured touch wood but um yeah, it, it's been tough with everyone else on and it does put a bit pre- a bit more pressure on myself and some of the other girls as well, but I think we'll handle it all right and we've been managing people, so we'll get breaks every now and again and we'll just have to take them to a full advantage. Well, congratulations on a strong performance in the uh, key tonight. Thank you very much. Well, Kel, the bag's vice going on there, a solid performance up against a, a young shoot. Yeah, um, you know, happy to get the win today, obviously, and, um, you know, get that second win on the board for us. But, you know, there's still certainly some areas that we need to improve on before next week when we have the huge games against Adelaide and Sydney. It's going to be uh, interesting because you've had to manage so many players early in the season. Yeah, we have, and, uh, you know, that'll continue to be ongoing. But, you know, we can't use that as an excuse week in, week out. So, you know, we just need to find ways to to compensate that. And, you know, I thought uh, Tolo obviously had a blinder today and, did a really great job, but we're still lacking size where we're going to make up in effort. 
Well, you guys, uh, you personally are notoriously a slow starter to a season. You like to build up. So, obviously, next week's what you got your focus on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I thought I put in a solid performance against Townsville, Townsville on the road, and, you know, unfortunately we didn't get the win. And, you know, I had a good start to the game today, but, you know, I think the, the aim was to rest, so I've got the, the fuel in the tank for next week and, you know, some critical games next week. Well, we wish you all the best to them. Thank you. Well, Coach Brown, you love coming across town to Canberra. Your first time since coming back, and uh, it's still a, a pretty tough game. Yeah, you know, it is. I mean, they're a good, good team, and I think... Uh, as I said before the game, their, their speed on the perimeter was, uh, well actually their speed right across the board was going to create problems for us and, and it did, you know, we were, did a very poor job on Tolo in the first half and inability to contain her off the dribble and also contain her down low, um, so she got away from us and even though I thought early on we did a pretty good job on Bibby and, um, you know, and Hursty and so on, but uh, as the game wore on and obviously for us backing up two games in a row, uh, the second half, we're running on empty a little bit there, so they tore us apart with their with their dribble penetration. For yourself, though, when you early in the game in the first and second quarter, when Graffy was running out the uh, the bench, the girls did look like they could get some momentum, and when they weren't playing the stars, they did look fairly even. Oh yeah, look, you know, I think we we battled pretty hard, and uh, you know, we just can't put it all together consistently through a quarter, let alone a game, and. Um, you know, and that's just where we're at. I mean, it's, you know, we're a good 50 points off all the WNBL teams, and that's just where we're at. It's not a surprise, because, uh, you know, we're practicing every day. So I know where we're at, and we're a long way off the pace, and we just got to try and look to get small wins as we go along in terms of some process goals, which we have in place, and uh, just try and get better each week. And, uh, you know, and obviously... You know, really keen to keep developing the young kids like Nadine Payne and Taylor Roberts in particular. I think those two are showing they're only 16 years old and they're showing they're getting better every game. Now, normally you look at a 20-point spread on most teams as the realistic benchmark of what you want your team to perform at. Does that have to be readjusted because of the amount of injuries and because of where you're coming back into the program? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's five new players have only been in the program for two weeks or three weeks now, and uh, so that makes it hard because we have, we have to keep our system pretty simple uh, because we've just got a lot of fundamentals to get done. So, you know, we've had a lot of senior players out injured, so they've had no pre-season. They've been out between four and eight weeks, so, you know, we are behind the eight ball coming into that first, you know, into the season. So, we, you know, we just got to, uh, as I said, just keep trying to get better each week, get our fitness better and keep working on our fundamentals. Well, we wish you all the best for that. Okay, thank you. Well, Phil Brown, you got to just admire the guy, don't you? He just it doesn't phase him. His team, he's lost three games in the last, uh, well, his last three games by an average of about 50 points a game. And uh, but as so you said during the thing, Michelle, you just he knows why he's there. It's, it's long-term goals. It's not about winning uh, games. It's certainly not about winning championships. I mean. The 99 t- season was just a freak show full of Lauren Jackson's, Kristen Veal, Susie Bakovic, Penny Taylor. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, he's, and yeah. he must just be so good for 
I guess, for the mental headspace of those players. Yeah, I mean, it's a philosophical approach that he takes to it. And what he talked about, we talked about it earlier, was, you know, for short periods you get good quality basketball out of them and then they lapse. And what you're aiming to do throughout a season is just to increase those periods of time that they can consistently play good basketball. So, um, you know, AIS, yeah, big loss, but some real positives, as he talked about, in particular with a couple of players. Capitals, good for them to get a win. They've got a huge weekend next weekend. They've got Sydney on the Friday night in Sydney and then they'll be here on the Sunday and we'll call that game live um, again next Sunday um, and we'll call the AIS game on the Friday night against uh, Adelaide live as well so yeah, big, weekend. big weekend of basketball Definitely. well thank you very much for joining us here on sportradio.com.au as Michelle said we'll be back next week Friday night the AIS will host Adelaide and then on Sunday the Capitals will host their second game of the weekend against Adelaide as well. So we look forward to joining you. On behalf of Craig Ravel and Michelle Hawkins, Simon Peters, saying thanks for listening.